Welcome to the dark future. Welcome to Red Sky City. I'm tormented by gnomes. I'll be your game master today. Joining me, we've got Bren, we've got Necra, we've got... What order are you two in today? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the fantabulous, phenomenal seltzer, please. And the... Oh, man, I had a word that was started with I-N, but then my brain went to incorrigible, and I don't want to do that. I like incorrigible. <laughs> That's okay. That, incorrigible very... passes muster? Yeah. All right, In the incorrigible Hello Kelly Link. Welcome everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in in uh, cyber the world of cyberpunk, it's not really so much good guys and bad guys. It's more just you know people living their lives, being various levels of of cruel or kind to each other. Yes. All right. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. All right, well, when we last left our heroes, they busted into a very high society party in order to get some information. Each of them have their own motivation for going there. Most of them were looking for how to access the secret Deep 4 module, a piece of equipment that they extracted from the Hakuto Maru, a ship in the distant... Oh, yeah, look at this art, by the way, by our so own... Good. By our own seltzer, please. <laughs> This is our team in the AV on their way to the party. Huge fan. Phenomenal piece. Thank you, production, for throwing that up there. Well, yeah, they went to the party. They were looking for the codes to access Deep 4, which is a mysterious device that they found in the ship out in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And then their new arrival, Zara, was there to interrogate Liam Madras, who is a bigwig at Rockland Augmentics, who's been up to all sorts of evil shenanigans. He was not very forthcoming. Uh, Especially, well, not especially, but despite the diplomatic approach that Zara took. <laughs> <laughs> diplomatic is a kind word for that. I, I think it's important to, you know, give everybody the benefit of uh, going with their strengths. And Zara is definitely strong. <laughs> oh, you could say that again. <laughs> so we ended with everybody fleeing the party amidst utter chaos by grappling from the ledge you were standing on from the penthouse to some sort of it's not a fire escape when you're a hundred stories up but you know like a, like a maintenance shaft on the outside clinging to this star scraper as the howling wind of being that high up just whipped around you it was a long climb down you had to evade corporate police you had to evade security sensors you had to evade flying vehicles and security drones it was it was a lot going on at once but we're gonna go ahead and get everybody back to their homes back to wherever it is that they rest their head we're gonna give each of you some time to go about your business work on your day jobs heal back up we're gonna give each of you one week of downtime here so if you want to hustle then you can go ahead and start making some money if you've been beat up you're probably gonna want to spend that time healing instead and you might have some other business that you want to attend to. So let's go ahead and start with Jerax. Mm. What would you do with a week of downtime between uh, your last adventure and your next one? Well, Jerax isn't injured, um, so I don't think he'd be resting, but he definitely overheard a few bits and pieces at the party between mm -hmm. uh, Carlisle and uh, Liam, I think his name was. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, it was it was enough to be concerning because I think I can't quite remember the exact words, but a general impression I think that Jarek's got was that they were hunting for him. Carlisle was working with Liam, who had made a lot of his money and business off of 
what he thinks is technology that Jax has smuggled in, maybe, and stolen, possibly. Uh, so there's there's some, some sort of connection there. But also the fact that they may... they I think they said, at some point, search the origin, which scares him a little bit that they may have at least compromised their base, almost. So the first thing I think Jarex would do is call up Jim Fingers, who's like one of the best fixers that he knows. Um, and probably one of the only fixers that he would trust with this. And mm -hmm. essentially let him in on a lot of this information and say, you know, he thinks that the area that they were inhabiting, like the, the, the base, so to speak, may have been compromised. They may be looking around that area and also to listen in to see if through any of the channels what's going on exactly um and if they've been confused at all by my acting where i was pretending to be involved with uh, arasaka well i can already tell you for free that they were confused that that part worked the exact degree yeah. to which they were confused is up for debate the, the, the game the, master was yeah. certainly confused I, I suppose the intention that jarris was going for was literally to just inject chaos to make it uh, to basically buy more time until they figured out what exactly was going on but he figured at least if he threatened at least that arasaka was working with him mm -hmm. and he already knew that arasaka was probably working with them in the first place then they would begin to distrust each other from the inside in from internally you know inside the conspiracy so maybe he's bored a couple of days but he's he, he basically is asking jim to check up on that see if he's heard anything see if that's actually you know, bore any, any fruit from that, and also um, whether or not they are searching the surrounding areas of the home base. Okay, I will go ahead and relay that information. We'll see if your trusty fixer comes back with anything useful for you. What else would Jarex do during his downtime? Go back to work, patch some yeah. people up? I, he would absolutely start working now on mm -hmm. one of his main goals, which is figuring out how this um, encoding works of the, of the mind basically taking all of the information they've learned and now he's going to begin to sit down and try and decipher it and figure out, you know, he's trying to piece together this puzzle almost. All right. So he's going to stand there with the minority report screens up, swiping oh, yeah. through things, you know. Yep. Enhanced. All right. Good. <laughs> what is Zara going to do this week? Now, the way that this works, Necra, is that you can either, like, just sort of narrate what sort of goals she's up to, what she's what she's pursuing. Or if she's just trying to make a buck, like trying to continue with her day job, then you can roll on the hustle table to earn some money. Because every single time you go on one of these missions, you might want more gear. You might want to bring a grapple gun, for example. You might want to bring EMP grenades, stuff like that. You know, use, useful equipment. I needed one last time. Thank, thank God for Natalie Smith and... <laughs> Words my giant said. purse full of snacks and grappling guns <laughs> <laughs> the kibble the kibble is what i remember the most um all right so so zara gets gets a chance to to get back to her hiding place and she actually didn't take surprisingly any damage i don't think during that scuffle which is in, incredibly impressive go zara um but <laughs> she's chaotic she likes she likes the, the hustle and and she likes to to put her nose where it doesn't belong and she's gonna run this billy joe story whether he likes it or not um do you, you remember the petrochem guy because i sure do and uh <laughs> he's going down so i you know i i go to I go about my business i go to a couple of different networks network 54 mm. is the first stop of course uh and i i try to sell them this story about billy joe and the and the petrochem 
enterprise dropping waste into the waters of Night City. Okay, so you blackmailed him in order to get into this party on the threat that you would run this story. Uh-huh. And then, he, and then he got you into the party, and now you're going to run the story. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, go ahead and roll 1d6. We'll do, we'll do a couple of rolls here. A four. All right. Okay. Okay. And roll a composition check. This is to actually do the write-up on the story. The, the scathing expose. <laughs> 18. Well, I mean, you are good at what you do. All right, you're going to get an advance for this of 200 eddies. Ah. Aha. I'll take it. And, um, but you know what? Before we can resolve that, we actually have to check in with Natalie Smith. Mm. Natalie, what are you doing in your, in this week? Hmm. Well, I, I happened to see uh, Zara in the lobby when she came to drop this off because I have spent the week diligently working at my job. I I have a job. Um, so... <laughs> you say, like, we day. don't have jobs. I have a job. Do you guys have jobs? <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> you guys get paid? What? <laughs> but I was so excited to see my new friend Zara in the lobby and she came to sell the story and so I definitely kind of helped her along to get to the person that she needed to get to and made sure that person saw how helpful I was and so I've really just been spending a lot of time around the office also I've been trying to get a sense of if Todd noticed we were at the party or not like he's not you know haven't spoken much to him just trying to get a mm -hmm. vibe check but other than that yeah just diligently working and trying to like heal uh, Jonah on the side he had a couple more HP to recover and we're trying to play it off like he's not hurt at all I keep, like, <laughs> punching him in the arm at lunch, and he's like, ma'am. <laughs> All right. I, th I think that if you're... So if Zara is there to sell this story about a big petrochem exec, would you? what would you do with that in your role as, you know, you're in charge of, like, securing office supplies and stuff, but there's always something you can do. Would you push it along? Would you help take it help it run its course would you let it ride what are your thoughts well honestly i have some concerns with it so if there's an opportunity to receive it from zara and deal with it a little bit before we ship it out uh, i would like to apply the corporate lens to a lot of these observations uh, but not too much that i would change like a zara signature story but you mm. know it's more that um our, our benefactor for the party was a, a helpless observer to the corruption of his employees and was perhaps under duress with some of the, you know, more impotent decisions he decided to make. And so it maybe isn't quite the stinging story she wanted it to be. Uh, maybe not at all, in fact. I don't know. I, I'm not a very good writer. I'm just Natalie from the mailroom with a pen. <laughs> you, you tell me. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, okay. Natalie, roll a composition check. That's anything you... like my library search score. We might be in business here. <laughs> I'm gonna guess you don't have any ranks in that. My friend, I have no ranks in composition. <laughs> okay. 
Composition is based on intelligence, so make a flat intelligence score. Check. Oh boy. Um, and I would do that, but I... You gotta do it manually. We don't have a button for that on the sheet, uh, 1D10 so... 1d10 plus 9? Mm-hmm. I forgot you're like a genius. You intelligence of 9? Wow. Damn. One thing that, that comes up every so me. often, folks, is that... <laughs> okay, sorry. I thought I hit 1d10 plus G and just... <laughs> nope, made it. 16. <laughs> yeah, first roll 20 collapses, and then all of our faces get sucked into the network as it tries to do 1d20 plus G. That's not compute. Error, error. Let me out. Let me out. Um, oh my god, Ichiro. <laughs> yeah, one, one side effect, we don't always talk about this, folks, is that when we first made characters, we didn't have the full rule book. So we were sort of hodgepodging it from the jumpstart kit in the previous edition that led to some truly weird stuff happening <laughs> like we were just looking at the xp costs to raise your role abilities which is super expensive it's like increasing your core stats right it's incredibly expensive well because we weren't aware that everyone was supposed to start out with a rank of four in that gym fingers is a rank eight fixer <laughs> that's that's like 600 points plus yeah it's very efficient <laughs> Yeah, it, like he, he, he should be having meetings with the eight. president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Joseph's like, why can't I kill them? <laughs> <laughs> it's usually because the gods themselves decide to send down pseudo RNG to ruin my day. <laughs> All right, so what I'm going to have us do here is I looked up the credibility ability for the media. Roll a d10. Zara, roll 1d10. Oh boy. Uh -oh. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> when rolling to see if people buy your story, it's written as a X in 10 chance. So low is good. <gasps> oh. Oh. Yeah. Wait. So wouldn't that be one in 10 chance? She had a four. 10%? She had a four in ten chance. Oh. Okay. So I was literally going, okay, from a one to a four is good. Higher than that is a failure. Ooh. Just this once, yeah. So ah. yeah, the story picks off now. It does get the final version that comes out of Network Fifty Four. I think it it showcases Billy Joe as less of a corrupt, evil megalomaniac and more as incompetent. It, 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 it still is critical, but it softens the direct anti-corporate message just a little bit. On the other hand, this, is, this might be some conflict here, Zara, because on the one hand, they definitely tweaked your story to match their agenda. But on the other hand, this story has legs. This is getting out there. People are reading this on the screen sheets in the streets. They're getting upset. They're writing letters. Like, this is Night City, so someone's probably going to blow something up. That's just sort of an inevitable consequence. Uh, but yeah, like this this is actually picking up. You are getting some success with this story. Yay. Which equates to we it. need an ongoing editor. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there, there's, a, there's a little relationship in the making there. Immediately puts points into composition. So... <laughs> Take another 200 eddies, Zara, as this thing starts to pick up. But more importantly, Woo. this is not going to make any friends for Billy Joe or for you. 
I he never is. had friends. Why? What? <laughs> who needs those, right? I've always worked alone. <laughs> All right, awesome. You have a very productive week. Natalie, are you up to anything else? Jonah was slightly injured, so he has enough time if he just takes a couple of days uh, off to recoup all the way back up to full. I've taken care of that. Do you want to roll on the hustle table to just make some money, or is there anything? I know you asked about Todd. We'll get to that. Um, Yeah, I guess I'll just, uh, you know, it's been a pretty standard week for me. I try and lay low after our big events, so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Roll 1d6 for the hustle, and then I'm going to have you roll something to lay low. I'll pick a skill uh, unless you can come up with something to justify it. I say lay low. I just, like, greeted Zara in the lobby, like, hey, girlfriend! Like, we just had a <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, kind of, like, took liberties and hand-delivered her stories. So, you know, I, Natalie's idea of laying low is, like, I don't know, not pitching things. I don't know. No, she did that. I don't know. Natalie had a... A work week. <laughs> There's no other way to describe it. All right. Give me that D6 roll. Let's do it. One. But roll, but rolling low is good here, right? <laughs> this table is actually all over the place. The hustle table like doesn't correlate to anything. The story that you run, because you pitched that yourself, you, you made some edits on it, you sent it up the chain actually moderate amount of success you get a you get a little bonus you got 300 eddies Ooh. what then the author got sweet <laughs> <laughs> and uh along the way todd doesn't seem to be paying much attention to you at all right now he's pretty busy with other things he's, he's a little distracted i'd say he's distant but how would you notice I guess you can tell he's distant when you don't literally feel his breath on the back of your neck. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't even have to go to HR once this week. That's sweet. Phenomenal. They're like, we'll just rack it in the file. We'll just add it to the file. Alright. Last but not least, the Frizz. You took a beating, and all those fresh programs you downloaded just got massacred. What are you oh, up to this week? Um, well, since I probably am aware that the article came out, I'm a, was there any sort of news article about the party that had people being murdered and dropped from skyscrapers and all of that? Any information about that if I do a library search? Uh, roll, okay, there's no news coverage on this. Go ahead and roll library search on it. Uh, 20. 20. Yeah, there was a tragic accident where two maintenance workers in the progress of upgrading the automated cleaning system on the new Starscraper fell to their deaths. Okay, and there's no mention of a name of Miss or Elizabeth or Frizzle or any mm -hmm. variation of? Okay, no. good, good. So I have a lot of chips of... Uh, I had cards from a previous game that we played where I took a bunch of information. I have mm -hmm. four of them. I don't know if you're going to give me anything for them, but they're in my inventory. <laughs> No, that's um, fine. Okay, I got two folders from our yesterday's mm. adventure. My dog would like to remind me. Uh, Thank you, dog. What were in those files? All right. So first off, to just represent the fact that you're you're doing stuff with a lot of the corporate secrets that you've been digging up, give me three one d six rolls. Okay. And this is to just represent you doing your. You're streaming, getting bits and donations, selling information on the black market. Ooh, 
All right, so you're going to pull in 600 eddies just by working a lot of the data that you got. The last piece of information is potentially the most interesting and is in my other folder, so give me a moment. But there was a file literally called Deep Six. Roll, do you have cryptography as a skill? I do. Okay, give me a uh, cryptography check. 21. 21. Holy moly. Right. Hey, you know, nice. you call it you call in the experts. You want it done right. This stuff is pretty heavily encrypted. This will again, you walked right into this guy's in charge of corporate counterintelligence. And you walked into his house and his private server. And you know, he uh there's a company policy about not keeping important files on personal servers that he he got an exception for. He registered this as a workplace in order to get out of that. So a number of things. First off, you have encryption codes, you have keys and ciphers that will allow you to unlock the Deep 4 module that you retrieved from the ship in the Pacific Garbage Patch. Now that object is currently in possession of Jerax, Natalie, and company who live in the secret bunker, the secret Arasaka research bunker. You have your own hideout, but in order to actually use that, you're going to need to go back to them. One file gains access to deep six or deep four. Yeah. And that what? was the one that was titled D6. Mm hmm. Okay, thank you. Among other information, you have discovered sort of a money trail linking several different corporations together. This is not a lot of new information to you. Everybody knows that these corpos are working together in tandem. You've also determined they are receiving, the reason it's called Deep Six is because they are all receiving their orders from somebody using an encryption key labeled Deep Six. There's no identity for this person or organization, but they are issuing commands and orders to Rockland Augmentics, to people in Continental Brands, to people at Ziggurat, who manages the internet around here, to people at Worldsat, which is how this whole adventure began. Worldsat tried to tear down the apartment that everyone lived in. They've got people at Biotechnica. They've got people at Petrochem. They've got people in local government. There are some military access codes from the local combined operations group. And these orders are being distributed from this unknown encrypted source that is just active on the data pool. It sometimes sends in via radio transmissions. The The actual source of these transmissions is completely anonymous. And they are sending orders to each of these different groups and they're largely being kept in the dark from each other. But you are able to start putting together a few patterns. You have deduction as a skill. I'm gonna check, I'm writing a lot of notes. I do not. Okay. You might want somebody else to help you look through this in order to draw some connections on the business side, on the deductive side. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to make some money. I didn't expect to find <laughs> all this. I need to wrangle in the crew. I mean, you were able to make some cash, but this this goes a little deeper. I have deduction. So do I. Also. <laughs> Wait, we all got deduction. <laughs> okay, also, perfect. You probably should take a few days off to heal. Yeah. I'm a little right. brain fried. You're going to need to take at least three of those days to sell the data. 
which leaves you with, and then one day to go through all the information. That leaves you with three days to heal. Healing on your own, just by resting, you heal your body score each day. Is that enough to get you to a place where you're, you're happy or at, no? I was at 21. My body score is four. Um, three days would give me 12 points, which is pretty good. It's not full, but it's 33 out of 35, so I'll take it. Okay. 33 out of 35? Yeah, that's, that's totally reasonable. All right, go ahead and heal that up. And then they, the team has the magical glowing metal egg of secrets and mystery. <laughs> and they have the skills, including Zara, as the skills and the contacts to help you make sense of this paper trail. All right. Um, and that was both folders or both files that I found? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, I don't know if I have kind of like a Powerpuff Girls phone that calls the crew up. Or if we can just text each other for the marriage. You can get in the help. group text. I'm sure okay. they have, like, they've got a group text that's just them, but then they've got a group text that also includes you, you know. Every once in a while, we put the wrong meme in it, and you just get, like, a weird chin-up photo of my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, gang. Hope everyone's having a good time. Not too hungover after that party. We should get together soon. Smiley face. Mm -hmm. Natalie thinks this is an invitation to hang out with the girls, and she's like, yes, absolutely. Oh, my God, I am free, like, Monday to any day this week. Honestly, I could take <laughs> off. I have a bunch of vacation days whenever you're feeling like it. <laughs> Lots of exclamation points and a smiley. And then, like, another text with, like, more smileys. Uh, Miss Frizz sends a text to only uh, Jerax and to Zara and is like, yikes, am I right? And then goes back <laughs> to the main group chat and is like, yeah, totally. That's going to be super cool. Is that what you do in group chats? <laughs> <laughs> well, Natalie's usually like that. She's like, this is actually just a regular occurrence in the group chat. A lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> Zara just sends a one word, sure. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm down. You don't I even guess. say anything, you just thumbs up the message. <laughs> Classic. Um, so, my place or yours, question mark? I think I would want to double check that our place wasn't under threat mm -hmm. before we meet at, uh, like, met up here. All right, I am going to... I'm by the power invested in me. I'm gonna do an electronic and security check from Jim Finger's character sheet. Ooh. Is that allowed? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't think one is very good here. Uh, yep, everything's completely safe. Not a single thing to worry about. You should all be fine. Everything's fine. Yep. Okay. If Jim says it, then it must be right. Uh huh. True. Yeah, I'm sure he's done a very thorough process of. Elimination. All right. Well, I guess Miss Frizz is going to head out and uh, bring the files with her. And she has her backups at home as well. I'm sure at home she has, like, you know, an, like a, a heavily encrypted one of those cool server racks where they're like, secure, no hackers can get into here. One of those. In the cage with a Faraday cage around it. Exactly. And an EMP built in in case somebody triggers the, you know, and then yeah. a secret Inside offsite. a really dingy apartment that has, like, no furniture whatsoever, but, like, an old ramen bowl and, like, this really high-tech server rack. Rate my setup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gamer living spaces. All right. So I don't know 
I know Zara's never been to the secret bunker. What about the rest? Uh, has the Frizz been to the secret bunker? Yeah, I mean, wait. Was that? Yeah. It, was that I where mean, the bomb was? Well, you, yeah, you were at the, yeah, that's where the nuke was, but I don't think you knew that there was also more to it. No. Mm -hmm. um, and we're all going to have to meet up off-site for coffee and then get blindfolded and come in, in the chain behind Jonah, who also <laughs> doesn't know where the bunker is. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. I think, uh, yeah, I think we should also, yeah, we should take precautions in terms of... Here's a, but if we all meet up, that's like really sus. We're just all meeting up at a coffee shop. They just, if they're tracking one of us, they're like, wait, why are they all meeting? Oh, wait, what's all this? Why are they heading to rubble? Oh, they're on a blindfolded hmm. daisy chain. Hmm. <laughs> Where are they going? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. How do Jax I get invited that to that hard. party? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if Jags would think that hard about it. I mean, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, meeting up for coffee, I guess. And then we just, Go to the secret bunker. I don't think we should meet up for coffee. I think we should go to a park. Because mm. coffee has like Wi-Fi, right? Like people just randomly walk to a park, but all of us sitting together, I think With that's the a bit more. newspaper and yeah. sunglasses yeah. <laughs> and the bench. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> just like the five of us on a bench and sunglasses, just not looking at each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, one of you has to sit on the bench on the other side, all right? I don't care who does it, but somebody has to. <laughs> Jonah, just... Yeah, I'm down for this idea. All so right. it's the okay. four of you on one side and just Jonah filling up the whole bench on the other side with this enormous <laughs> newspaper. <laughs> I'm down for this. Yeah, we meet up at the park beforehand. But we make sure not to look at each other at all. And we all so, wear sunglasses and carry newspapers. I'm to a... give a little, oh, a little context, since uh, Zara hasn't been to the former apartment at all. This is on the edge of the combat zone. This is in a bad part of town. The heart of Night City <laughs> was destroyed by a small nuclear device 22 years ago, and that created what's called the Red Zone, which is mostly not radioactive anymore. Mostly. Uh, but it, it's just like practically walled off Escape from New York, Arkham City style. People do not go there unless they are absolutely destitute, desperate, or they're a member of one of the combat gangs or the cyber psychos who pick, or the scavengers who pick through the glowing ruins. They're just outside of that is where this place is. So yeah, you go down to a park <laughs> in this part of town. And and sure, I'm sure it was a park at one point, but now it's more of a junkyard slash encampment. There are you know drug deals going on practically in plain sight nearby, people selling synth coke to each other. There's just things on fire, but it's not the, there's a fight on fire. It's just normal that it's on fire. Don't worry about that. Uh, you, you've, you've got various gangs walking around, clearly wearing their, their different combat gang colors as they go by. And uh, yeah, so you, you sit down at I the park. Like it would be really like, it. I don't know. You're a combat gang and you're, you're hanging out in this park and you just see five people wearing long coats, fedoras and sunglasses, <laughs> holding newspapers, just kind of like, walking around but not looking at each other i i've i would stay away from those people yeah those are the five scariest people at the park yeah those, those are the people you're like wait, wait what Look, i killed like three dudes last week but i got a bad feeling about that crowd i'm not hanging out with them <laughs> all right so yeah i think we would meet up and then we would work mm -hmm. out a system to go to the old apartment from 
from the park once we had shared information. Presumably, we're all like, we're, we're telling Zara there's a big scoop that we're working on. We need Zara's help, your, your skills and deduction for figuring this out to piece it together. Mm -hmm. um, and it's bigger than you think, you know? This, this thing goes all the way to the tippity top, the to Tokyo, the to back. We might have to make a trip to Tokyo at some point to specify that as well at the park. Like, I don't know how good your Japanese is, but you know, we're all pretty set on going to Tokyo. Don't know why. We're just, you all are. Um, we decided in a boat ride. Um, and yeah, I think we would, we would try and come to that conclusion and probably try and work out the rest of the hideout, I guess. Zara's like Zara. all in on this at this point. She sees the dollar signs already, you know, like the, the dollar signs popping out of the eyeballs. And she's like, I'm, I'm here. Let's, let's go take them down. <laughs> Perfect. You know, it, it just occurred to me, if anybody is sitting on a pile of uh, skill points, of improvement points, language. You can pick up oh, one yeah. rank in a language for pretty cheap. Wait, really? Yeah, it's a, it's an intelligence-based skill. Oh. And it's not a difficult skill, because I'll tell you, that owl, that digital owl in the dark future <laughs> is really aggressive. You will learn one way or another. <laughs> yeah. It's gained sentience. It's taken over all the birds because birds have to, are like, robots. Hand over your <laughs> your cybernetic vital functions to it beforehand, and it has full control over the cybernetics and your your bank account. Please, I'm so hungry. I want to eat. First, tell me the word for eat in Japanese. <laughs> all right. So, blindfolds, shifty looks left and right people in uh, trench coats and fedoras in the park you those of you who are blindfolded are walked to at least like half a mile's distance i think you have to step over different pieces of debris you end up climbing down a ladder you hear scraping like a like a manhole cover on a sewer grate just got moved you are walking through dismal tunnels the air down here is sticky and cold you end up sloshing at certain points it smells bad but not that bad so hopefully you won't have to buy a new pair of boots you're not totally sure at this point the journey you must go down at least like 200 300 feet below the surface of the streets bef before you're finally brought to a point where you're able to uh where they're going to remove the blindfold let me pick uh, PowerPoint room? Ah, oh, yes. Alright. I'll drop you in the PowerPoint room. It's like, please ignore the robot that's screaming to get out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you actually, as you're walking around, you hear these heavy metal footsteps. Let me out. Let me out. Um, what is that? Is that... That's just a Chiro. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just gonna let Natalie handle this. I'm just gonna. I don't know how to describe this situation. Should oh, we, we took its arms off and knocked it over, and now it's stuck laying down forever, uh, like consciousness no. trapped in a cold metallic void. Um, but we mostly just leave him in the hallway. <laughs> don't go in that hallway. You're actually not allowed to leave this room. Natalie leans against the door. <laughs> okay. That's good. You are in a metal room, clearly deep underground, artificial lighting overhead, rows and rows of couches and chairs in front of a big old smart TV, big old smart screen. 
Um, I'm gonna use the obvious Bluetooth function of my cyber deck and the, put a chip in and project onto or put onto the screen uh, the file that I found and say that um, it looks like Deep Six is not just a collective of individuals. No, it's it's a government. It's someone that is calling the shots, pulling the strings on all of these people here. And it like, shows a list of, you know, everyone that you said from local government to Petrochem to WorldSat, Rocklet, all these different names. But I don't know if it's an individual or if it's a group of individuals that go by Deep Six. But, um... Yeah, there definitely hmm. seems to be some kind of connection going so just, on. Just to recap this, because I've, I'm, I feel like I'm missing details. We have Deep Four. We have yes. a container that is Deep Four. Well, do we have that with us, by the way? Yes, yeah. it is being stored down here. It's three hundred oh. pounds, but you know you've got enough people down here slash Jonah that you can move it around. And it has an access panel. It has like its own control mechanism on it. The first time you tried to crack it, you could tell not only was it heavily encrypted, but it also had all kinds of countermeasures where if you logged in 10 times and failed, it would explode. Right. Mm. Well, this is one half of the information we got. And this is the other half. And she holds up her little file. And I think this should get us in to Deep Six or Deep Four as a code of Deep Six. Hmm. But Deep Six is someone who is organizing these companies. Yes. Okay. So just okay. I need to. I need like a flow chart of how this connects. <laughs> do you, do you want me to put up a conspiracy screen for you guys to draw on? Would that help? I don't. Yes. Yeah. Oh my okay. God. Okay. Let me bring up the conspiracy board. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> the pr prior notes. We could mm. probably lose those. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't been updated for a while. Um, is double no double nothing's not dead. Is Royal right. dead? I think Royal's dead. Royal is Royal is dead. Yeah. Oh, actually, I've got his arms. Yes, you do have his arms. <laughs> I'm they're, doing in, his they're, arms. they're in storage. Yeah. So, so this all began because WorldSat wanted to buy out the apartment building we were staying in which is here to get access to what they thought was a database and what it actually was was a bomb it was the nuclear bomb nuclear device the second one but and it wasn't Arisaka, the database they were looking for the Arisaka database might still exist we just found the bomb yeah yeah so thereafter the oh, this is hard to piece together to be honest it, it is it, quite confusing I wonder what they're looking for though because we have Deep 4, which is this giant container of information and data. And the only way, we, the only reason we got it was because we promised that it would get to Arasaka, I think. I, th I think we promised that to the people on the ship, right? Anyway. That we'd take it to Arasaka? We promised that we'd come back and we'd save them and then yeah. we'd tell their families in Japan that they. We, but I remember I lied to them. I, I lied to them. I said that we. Yeah, were that whole thing was the lie. <laughs> We Wait, sent, I, you made I a promise to a bunch of people stuck on a ship? No, I, we say people. Well, they were in the computer. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, Zara's just sitting here like, <laughs> what the? Yeah, I just, I'm trying to get like a timeline to help Zara understand, but I can't even understand it myself. It's so complicated. <laughs> the 
yeah, we we know that the corporations are working together in, under some mega conspiracy. It's related to the concept of creating an engram of your mind, um, which Arasaka was working on. But I believe a lot of the information and research has been lost because of the fourth corporate war. Uh, there may be some information on that in Deep Four, which is a device we have that we got from a ship in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Um, and the only way I got that was by pretending to be an elite security unit member hired by Arasaka to obtain it. And then they let me get it. And we, I also make, kind of made a promise to save them, but they're not actually alive anymore. Their bodies are dead, but their minds are stored inside the ship in like a low energy mode. And it's also synced, sunk to the bottom of the ocean. Um, and now we've got deep six. And I don't know why we've got deep six, but it's oh, related. I think it's going to help have... us get into deep four. Yes. And maybe then we'll know what we're doing which does raise a bit of a nomenclature issue natalie volunteers that deep four appears to be a 300 pound metal tic tac while deep six we are to believe is some sort of person or entity it's a human well there's two deep sixes there's deep what? six the entity and then there's deep six this file that i have that should give us hopefully some level of access to whatever is in deep four maybe all of the deeps are different individuals that have been encoded like they've had an engram made of them and they're individuals Maybe. and then Quick, deep what's six... the story to kingdom hearts i feel like this sounds familiar <laughs> but, but if deep six is the one who's like ordering them and we have deep four here and it's a bunch of data and this is all related to putting human minds into machines in the first place then maybe what we're dealing with in deep four is a human mind we could ask the tic tac Okay. Yeah, but we, we need to figure out a way to put the Tic Tac into another body. So we need to find bodies to do that in the first place. Well, getting too confusing. We could send. You have not actually turned Deep Four on. Yeah, we don't know what Deep Four is. Because when you tried to activate it, it was full of this will self destruct stuff. You looted from Liam Madras's computer the information that you need to, to bypass those security blocks. You have the ability so makes... to turn the damn thing on now if you want. I say we do it. So I, I, I would turn to Zion and be like, any questions? Bear <laughs> <laughs> in mind, I won't be able to answer them. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got it. Uh, mm. I think I think, I think it, we're, we're getting somewhere. Does this storyboard help? As I point towards our storyboard where it says, <laughs> fuck Todd and AD. And somehow the Bozo Clown group is crossed out. <laughs> Can we look at those files more closely? Is there anything else that we can ascertain from the files before trying to open up this big metal tic-tac, as Natalie puts it? So, um, Kelly, if you give people access to the files, they can use whatever skills are at their disposal. Because again, this is a list of orders, budget items, and communications between all these different groups. A lot of different documents, emails, attachments, so on and so forth. So if I that... give this to them, it devalues this folder, this file that I have. So I can't really give you a copy, especially want someone like you who's going to put it in an expose and then it's going to be valueless to me. Uh, I'll show it to you, but like kind of like on my phone and I hold my phone and I'm like, don't touch <laughs> it. And like, then I'll show it to you that way. But yeah, That's I want to like let her see it. Okay. 
Zara, make a deduction check. It's going to be a, a pretty steep penalty because you can't really, like, organize the information. You're just watching it at the speed that it's being scrolled. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Okay, a 16. That's not bad. All right. All right. It's a lot of communication between these companies. Now, these are big corporations. Several of them should be competing with each other. Mm -hmm. Which is a little bit odd. D6... It shows up in the budget for certain companies and certain projects. WorldSat, the communication company, had a D6 line item when they hired Militech goons to try to take over the apartment complex. They claimed they were going to build a communication tower there. Really, they were trying to find this device underneath it. So D6 showed up in their budget. D6 also showed up in Continental Brands' budget. They were making a bunch of faulty condoms and siphoning all the money away that they saved on you know, shirking on materials and such over into this black item, this uh, black item on their budget list that just sort of vanished away. So whoever D6 is, they were pulling money from this project and using it to fund things like the takeover of the apartment. They've also got people at Biotechnica. They are paying off some people in the military. You're, you're starting, like, the first thing you see is just the money trail. So they're harvesting money, they're redistributing it on all these little projects and trying to figure out the purpose of these projects. They've been tracking the roots of the nomads. Remember a few episodes, like last season, I think, some of you folks found a lot of information about the nomads, the people who transport goods and services across the wastelands. Well, these people have been monitoring all those routes, the most important supply routes, the ones that are the most vital to bringing supplies in and out of Night City and other locations. They've been tracking important supply routes along the ocean, where some of the ocean nomads do a lot of their transport. They've been tracking a lot of information about which of those are the most vital supply chains, which of those the US government and the Pacifica Confederation, which is this independent government on the West Coast, what do they rely on? What are their arteries? What is the most vital to their success? They've been tracking politicians. They've been tracking lobbyists. They've been looking at, at laws that have to do with regulating corporate control and corporate authority in the independent zone of Night City and elsewhere. Um, is there any information about Deep Four in there as to what could potentially wake up and what could be in the pod? Because right now it seems that we are learning a lot about Deep Six, the entity or individual, but not about this mechanical tic-tac. Roll a library search. Check. Yeah. 16. 16. Okay, Deep Four only recently showed up in chat logs. Just How recently? Roughly the time that you guys were attacked by Carlisle's gyrocopters. Okay. It seems like Deep Four wasn't even on their radar or wasn't in their recent memory until you guys went out there and Carlisle tracked you out to the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. You also find out somebody tipped off Carlisle and company about Jerax. <gasps> they did that after they were thwarted when they tried to get the Arasaka device. Carlisle oh. so works for a corporation and a crime group that sort of work together. They had no information whatsoever about Jerax and about Sean until you guys messed with the conspiracy in phase one 
somebody tipped them off. Right. So what they have been mean? using my prior... Um, what do you call it? I don't know, the prior anime arc of Garax, <laughs> where he went to war against these crime organizations by stealing all the stuff. And they, they had no idea that I was over here, but they got tipped off by presumably Deep Six because uh, we'd been messing with it. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to get a, a good feel for what this is about, kind of, I think. Here's, yeah. here's what Jarex thinks. Jarex thinks that... Hmm, It logically follows that if Deep 4 is a bunch of data, and this is all related to, like, the Soul Killer program of Arasaka, that maybe all these deep programs are actual, like, human minds. Or maybe rogue AIs or something along those lines. And if Deep 6 is an entity that's pulling the strings of all these things to try and... They're trying to, like, get information and data from Deep 4... Uh, and they're trying to look for the Arasaka database, which again relates to Soul Killer. It would imply that if Deep Six is something similar to Deep Four, a giant silver tic tac that may or may not have a human mind in it, maybe they're trying to figure out a way to get back into the real world, and they're just pulling the strings from behind the scenes. That's that's my inclination so far of this, because it seems like they're not. They're doing everything from the shadows, but maybe they're forced to do everything from the shadows. Maybe they're forced to pull the strings of all these corporations so that because they can't actually act on this themselves. Natalie's like nodding along. Yeah, she's on board with this. Well, hmm. there's one way to find more information. Let's see what's in this bad boy. Hmm. Does anyone have any questions or is there anything you'd like to do with the data before we fire up deep four? Um, I did want to look through the data really quick and just see if mm -hmm. I could pull any information uh, with all these corporations like talking to uh, deep six and like back and forth. If there's any sense of like a hierarchy of the corporations and if there's any sense of the kind of weird to say, but like the nationality of Deep Six, like are you getting any mm -hmm. sort of like patterns of honorifics in their conversation or something that would be like, it's Arasaka. Okay. Or... Roll a business check or a bureaucracy check unless you have something else you're looking for here. Uh, let's do... Yeah, business. Holy 24. Moly. Communications oh, yeah. are always geared to their target audience. Every time that they interact with a company, they are like focus groups, zeroed in on the best way to interact with that company from that, even that part of the US. Like Network 54 is based in Oklahoma, I think. Petrochem is based uh, in Dallas. That explains are, all the y'alls in the <laughs> Exactly, it's like they use, you know, it's, it's added to all the emails. So there, there doesn't appear to be a hierarchy. Whoever is pulling the strings behind everybody is equal opportunity. And is it more that this uh, Deep Six is ordering them to do things, or is it conversational between the entities in Deep Six, or is it um, like marketing, or, or what? It, what does it look like? You got a twenty-four on your business check. You know what this actually looks like? Lobbying. More than anything else, it looks like lobbying. Like. A lot of what they're tracking, the information that they're tracking is on people in positions of power 
and what matters to them. People who have influence over legislation that controls corporate interests. After the fourth corporate war, when Arasaka and Militech basically ruined the world, the world governments kind of said enough is enough. That the Japanese government took over or they put severe penalties on Arasaka. The US government nationalized Militech. Night City is in a position where they, the megacorps have to play by Night City's rules, not the other way around. They've got powerful friends willing to smack around the corpos if they get out of line. So what you're seeing here, all this information that's flowing in has to do with, okay, what nomad routes do the governments care about? What, do, what nomad routes do they rely on? Where are the weak points of those routes? What are their personal interests? Who are the people in positions of power around them? That seems to be the pattern that you're, you're seeing in all this business communication. Deep Six, whoever Deep Six is, they are having individual communications with different corporations. Liam is in a unique position. Liam has a lot more information than any of these people. He sees a lot of the back and forth, but for a lot of these corporations, they're just sort of in one-on-one -on -one contact with Deep Six or a Deep Six representative. And then that's going through a central channel and it's being routed out to everybody else. So they kind of know who else is in on it or elements within each corporation know. It's not like all of Continental Brands is in on this, right? It's only a few people in positions of power are secretly following orders from Deep Six and those orders are being relayed through other companies. And they're all acting in tangent together. Um, so what Natalie then relates to the rest of the group after kind of looking at the documents herself is like, whoever Deep Six is, they're trying really hard to be persuasive. They really want whatever this is to happen. Um, but we don't know why, and we don't know what will happen. But at least we know they're not in a position to force them to do it, I think. <laughs> Alright, that's good. Maybe. Mm. I think the only way we learn more is by opening up Deep Four. And if there's a if there's a human in here, I'm starting to get worried. I am mad Liam got away. Well, sure, there's always a second chance, right? Liam's gonna be in this pod. <laughs> <laughs> the way so, you said it, Joseph. <laughs> one, one thing I should note, and uh, this is something that Necro may not be aware of, depending on how much Cyberpunk 2077 you've played. In the world of Cyberpunk, there is a computer program called Soul Killer. And it can, if, if you're connected to a computer system, Soul Killer can download and copy your personality and digitize you. That process kills the human involved. And nobody has ever successfully moved one of these digitized consciousness from a computer back into a human being. That has never been done so far. So when they talk about that's a person in there, it means it usually means somebody who got soul killed. Makes sense. When you say the person's body dies, is it like they're in a vegetative state or like it like goes into cardiac arrest? I don't know if the lore specifies, but I'm going to say it essentially causes brain death. Like they're in a vegetative state. Sean... Uh, Sean Ashwater, Jarex's brother, was on a netrunning job for Jim Fingers in the hot zone. And he logged into a server to get its secrets, and that server had Soul Killer on it. And it, it fried him, it burned him out, but his body is still alive in cryostasis. Down here, where you guys are right now, though, he may not have shared that information with all of you. Okay, so with that hope, 
possibly you could put his memory back into his body. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, let's find out. Yeah, I want to crack open Deep Four. I feel like this okay. has been three seasons worth trying to get to this <laughs> point. Okay, so... Riz, what do you do? Um, is it possible, like, if I have, like, the proper splitter that Jarex and I can connect together? Interface does not seem to be designed for you to net run into it. You could crack it open and do that, but it has an actual built-in panel that is designed to be a user interface. Ooh. So you, you can, you know run you can go on a run into this or you can just no. turn it on and use the touch screen let's go old school yeah <laughs> bringing it back like it's the 1990s she wants to touch screen it all right you run the executable use the encryption codes that are in the file everyone's sort of crowded around the giant metal tic tac hoping that this one is not also a thermonuclear bomb because the last time that happened it caused a lot of trouble you crack into it and you see sort of a spinning, you know, buffering wheel on a blue screen. It's very, you, the UI here is very uh, end user friendly. This was clearly somebody with a lot of UX skill designed this thing. So it spins and there's a smiling face on it and it says, welcome, setting up just a few more steps. Mm. I am unable to access the local net. Please check your net connection. And there's an option to connect to the net and continue without network access. Um, Do we have a local net here? Oh, I always um, carry a 300-foot Ethernet cable with me. Do we want so, to connect it to the net, everybody? This is pre. This is pre-war tech. This was built when the internet had not been taken over by rabid viruses. Yeah. Do we um, have like a local area network here that we know is not? Wait, I think it is compromised, actually. Yeah, you, you connected once. It was an old-school network, and it was full of rabbits. Yeah, I don't think we should connect it to the local network. Uh, can we continue forward without connecting to the local area network? There is a button that does that if you want to press it. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess we'll sure. do that first. All right. It spins for a moment, and then a bunch of tiles pop up for language selection. Japanese is the first one. English is the second. So it's an Arasaka piece of equipment. Potentially. Maybe. Natalie I mean, readies her agent to trade. No, no. Well, I mean, we'll select English. <laughs> we'll select one of those English. active translators. Should in English? Yeah, Natalie yeah. Puts yeah. Away her translator. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please select your region. I always prefer it in the original Japanese, she says to herself. Yeah, you know, dubs over subs. <laughs> Controversial. Region? So began the Holy War. What is it one by region? What options do we have? It's got a drop down with like countries and time zones in it. Wait, if we just like, is this just a computer? Is this just, we've unlocked a Windows 7 PC? Is that it? Is that what's going on? <laughs> what? What is this? I mean, yeah, I guess we'll... Select our current time zone and region. GMT time? How specific, how specific do you want to be? Because you can select the time zone. You can also enter like city, country, etc. Oh, uh, um, well, I mean, I see I, no reason guess... to lie to this ominous <laughs> silver tic-tac. 
Natalie says, uh, I've never been on the internet, but my mom always said never to give your information away to strangers. I feel like we should not give all of our information out, but saying that we're in Night Skitty, Night Skitty, Night City <laughs> could be dangerous. Night Skitty, what up? <laughs> Maybe we uh... give it Tokyo time, so it thinks it's home. Okay. Could this backfire? I don't even know. It's Tokyo time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is unknown information. I have to find out what's in this, Jerax. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's get to know each other. What is your occupation? <laughs> Wait, is actually asking this? <laughs> yes. Are you a boy or a girl? Is is it again a drop down menu or is it something that we have to type out? You type it in and it sort of like tries to select from some pre-selected options, but you can you can type it in custom as well. Whose information is getting filled? We all look at Jonah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Jack, well, Jax will fill in his information. I don't, there's nothing it can do with it, though. That's like, I don't think there's anything malicious it could do with it. What if Joe smirks. This is something that was created a long time ago. So maybe it needs a name that is associated with Arasaka from before the corporate war. We still have our ID passes that uh, Miss Frizz made us, right? Can I can I put in my occupation as like um, cybertech slash surgeon specialist? Absolutely. Okay. And it's it's smart enough tech that you can type it in custom and it'll like look at that and say, oh, okay, here are some topics that might be interesting, so it can customize your advertising. <laughs> hmm. Last, let's enter some demographic information. Which of the best following describes you? And it's got. Uh, areas for age, ethnicity, income bracket, political affiliation, just like a whole setup like that. I think we might be uh, creating something right now. Am I, being, am I signing up for some spam list? Like an AdSense program? But there's no internet that exists. I don't really, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would. I don't think this is for an app, but, uh. I would I wanna, fill in I wanna my... Okay, fill in would you, what, what Do you want to fill in fake stuff? I was going to say we do something fake, but I think actually basing it off of someone might give us a better direction and might give yeah. us a better, like, study case. So let's fill in your information. That's what I was thinking. So how Jax isn't really you? thinking of the negative implications of it. How old is Jax? Are you 19? Are you 35? I, I can't really tell. You look young and old. I think he's 28. I, ha I have this. Give me a sec. Is he I took really good notes in episode zero. <laughs> Natalie's also writing down whatever we put into the fake profile in case we have mm. to redo our lies later. Jax is not 33. Oh, 33. Ancient. Okay. Oh. Did you just say ancient? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, Jarex would fill in his, his truthful information. Uh, yeah, and I agree with um, with Miss Frizz's judgment. I think that maybe filling it in truthfully would give us some, I don't know, some lead. All right, you enter all that in. Thank you. I'm excited to meet you. Please select the voice that would best serve you. Um, we are creating something, and we're not creating a program, guys. I think we're creating a person. Maybe. I don't know what this is. Uh, the voice? 
What options do we have? There's no options listed. It's a it's a open field. Natalie goes, pick a boy voice. Ooh, what about Australian, mate? And she makes a really <laughs> offensive voice. Like, she's like, it's not very good whatsoever. <laughs> uh, let's go with... Um... Joe, where are you from? <laughs> California. Southern okay. California. Yeah, let's go, uh, go for a... Um, let's go for a, a 1990 Southern California dialect. Thank you, Bren. Thank you. <laughs> Did you select River Dwarf? Yes! <laughs> no, no. What? What is River Dwarf? No, I'm, I'm kidding. That didn't happen. Okay. Excellent. One moment, please. And it spins for a moment, and the panel retracts, and a lens appears, and a holographic display starts to emerge from the device. And we'll come back in about six minutes. Don't oh go anywhere, God. folks. Stay yeah. with us. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is out. Sci-City Cyberpunk Conspiracy. If you're just joining us, our heroes have just set up a new computer using Windows 7, which is an ancient and arduous process. Uh, it is possible they've created a new sentient life form, but they're not really sure. You should probably just watch the last episode and get caught up. All right, so you had just fed a bunch of demographic information into Deep Four and it revealed a holographic lens and it hums to life and analyzes the space in front of it. How close is everyone clustered around this thing, by the way? Oh, I'm super close. Yeah, yeah I imagine. imagine. It's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like we everyone's head poking around. Yeah. yeah, probably all semi-circled around it. Yeah. I think Bryn's probably the closest in the middle touching the buttons. And like, I'm like, be like, no, hit that one, hit that one over his shoulder. <laughs> and I'm recording all of this, by the way, not streaming it, but recording all of it. Noted. All right. So the holographic lens pops to life, but it doesn't end up projecting an avatar out. It detects that you're all too close. <gasps> Welcome. I am Deep Four, the Prosperity Advocate Analyst. It's my pleasure to meet you. Hello! Natalie can't help herself. <laughs> Hello, what's your name? Uh, hi, I'm Natalie. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet you, Natalie. Is the obscenity part of your name? I... Yes, it's a family name. Okay, Natalie, fuck. It's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> Uh, hello, Deep Four. My function is to con ensure continuous growth and prosperity by analyzing important relationships and providing database recommendations for economic success. Economic success. Ooh, that sounds really cool. Why don't you tell me more about your profession? I'm unable to connect to the net at this time. Uh, are you an AI? I am a demi-intelligent assistant program. So... AI? If it helps you to call me that, yes. Okay. Uh, it also said that it was a prosperity what? 
I am the prosperity advocate. For who? Who are you advocating for? Prosperity is universal. A rising tide lifts all ships. Oh, it's true, actually. It's very wise. Well, apparently you sink ships, so maybe we should not listen to what you have to say right now. I'm not sure what you're referring to. Hmm. What knowledge do you have of the other deeps? Due to a non-disclosure agreement, I am unable to elaborate further, but I can safely say that continued economic progress is important to many individuals all over the globe. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Uh, hmm. I, okay, I'm like, okay, time out, time out. Let's, outside, 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 outside. I'm like, <laughs> I want everybody to come outside real quick. Is there quick. an off button on it? Yeah, I don't want to talk in front of this thing. Yeah, you... Did you say that out loud, or are you just looking for one? Uh, I'm looking... Miss Frizz would look for one. She would do okay. definitely a, a search. Roll basic tech. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, none of the buttons say sleep or disable. There's a power off button. Okay. I'm just, you know, keeping note of that right now. Not doing anything mm -hmm. with it. Can we just close the hood back over the lens? <laughs> yes, you can. Okay. Okay, I'm I'll be say, here I'll if you need me. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I think we should... Okay, quick timeout meeting. Timeout meeting. Uh, and I would, like, shuffle outside real quick into the corridor, which <laughs> you guys... Okay. Um, cover your eyes. Cover your eyes. Yeah, clo close your eyes. Close your eyes. Uh -huh. <clears throat> Okay, make sure the door's shut as well. <laughs> yes. Okay. Cover the Deep Four's mm. eyes as well. Yep. Deep Four's, uh, ho hopefully he's inside the, the room and he hasn't grown legs. Um, mm -hmm. So when I asked about Deep, he said because of an NDA, he couldn't reveal information. Natalie, would you know of any bureaucracy business speak that could somehow, is there any scenario that would circumvent Ooh. an NDA? Maybe if you would sign an NDA yourself would be able to, would, is there a possibility of you tricking deep? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, NDAs are always set to expire. Um, they have lots of loopholes related to marketing or potential expansions of the IP. Um, I could ask it for a documentation of the NDA and perhaps take a look at it from there. Mm. And maybe we could trick it into claiming that the current, it's, it's not connected to the net. So if we update the date, so sometime in the future, then maybe the NDA would have expired. It's true. We could potentially also wipe it, though, with a Y2K bug. What? <laughs> what? Natalie's not smart at computers. <laughs> you can do it, that suggestion, which you will. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm like, wait, Y2K? I mean, that sounds, like, serious. <laughs> I don't want to mess with that. Okay, I mean, I, I'm leaving it in your capable hands, Natalie. Wait, Brynn, how old are you? Me? Yeah. In 33. real life? Yeah. In real life, I'm 24. But I know okay, what the Y2K Okay, I was going to say, were you is. alive during Y2K? <laughs> I know, yeah. I oh, Do you know about the... Um, oh, dang. Is it the 2K38 bug? Because programs written in C have some weird integer overflow oh. thing with the year 2038. It was the 2K38 bug. Yeah, that, that was the third corporate war. Thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's, that's an actual real thing that people are worried about as well. Sorry. That's okay. Anyway, Natalie, can you get around the NDA? Yeah, I wonder, I mean, it's 
seems really professionally set up, and it's got this great onboarding process, so there's a potential I can get it to spit out all the related documentation. Can we set it up to a printer? Hmm. A what? Maybe. Yeah, what's a printer? No, actually, those do exist, but they usually print onto smart paper that is, like, you know, uh -huh. a printable screen sort of thing. I'm concerned that if we give this thing too much control, it will go crazy. I mean, it seems like this thing is an AI that's been developed that will literally tell you the correct decision making for prosperity, like at least in this case. So presumably the other deep programs have been set up in some way or form to assist people who are using it. But if it's an AI, that means it could also be corruptible. And if it's connected to the net, then maybe some rabbit AI has got hold of it. And maybe that's why Deep Six is trying to kill us. That, that is a good observation because it doesn't identify as an AI, so we don't have to treat it under the AI uh, sentient laws, right? We mm. can just kind of... Uh, I like where your it, mind's at. Torture. Yeah. Well, not, not, not quite. It is, um, it is a prosperity advocate, so perhaps you could convince it that its actions would advocate for our and the greater prosperity than anything would technically fall under its purview. Oh, what if we convince it that... Um... What if we try and get it to attach the the definition of prosperity to like longevity and our livelihoods and say that we're being threatened by the ever deep programs and that as a result, in order for it to enact its core functions of prosperity, it would need to actually disclose information on the deep products because the deep products are actually trying to kill us. That would be great if it didn't overvalue the reasoning of the deep products compared to ours, mm. because if they've reasoned that we need to be dead, perhaps it would align with them. But that does bring up an interesting option to say that the other deep programs are in agreement with us. They sent us, and we are acting on their behalf. Maybe we just say that... Maybe we lie and say that the deep programs are compromised. This is a very smart computer. Be very careful about lying <laughs> to it. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't lie. Uh, do it, I don't know. Natalie, you want to try and get around the NDA. I, I, I am creeped out. Yeah, I'd like to take a look at any <laughs> documentation or anything that could relate to, like, its AI intelligence, like, autonomy capacity, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, if it has, like, kind of sliced off protocols for, like, I don't know, walking cycles or something. Okay, how, how uh, do you intend to get that information? And Zara, as you're listening to them debate all of this, do you have any questions for the brain in the Tic Tac? Zara's ready to just kind of start kicking at it and see if it talks. <laughs> in, in pure Zara fashion, you know, just walk over to it, kick it a couple times, and, and, and see if it can, it'll, it'll talk. But, uh, Every time she tries to kick it, Miss Frizz puts her shin out and gets kicked in the shin instead. <laughs> People died for this. I didn't actually kick it. I, okay. I just said I want to. Um, but I respect the wishes of the group, recognizing that this is a social situation that probably would be best handled with a little bit of a lighter touch. Uh, she She's quiet in the corner, just watching everything go down. I don't want okay, to piss you, off an AI. If you, well, what has an AI ever done to you? They're harmless, right? Not an AI. Listen, mm. we have to at least explore this thing. It's fascinating. I don't think anything like this is even out there, at least not publicly. We have to find any kind of information we can about this. And it's clearly tied to Arasaka, which is clearly tied to everything else. So at least let's ask some questions. Maybe lie. Miss Frizz, do you mm. think you can get it to download its entire 
working manual, maybe we could tell it there's some repairs we need to do, and it should give us the entire PDF, and from there I can peruse to see exactly what capabilities it might have. Well, Jerex, you've been the one to talk to it, so maybe go up and see if it has a PDF file, or whatever they would call it now, <laughs> mm -hmm. file accessible. Sure. I'm a little nervous to connect to this. I don't I, like uh, AI either. Definitely getting some hairs on the back of my neck standing up kind of thing. I don't really want to connect to it if I can avoid it. Okay. Should we go back in the room? Oh, yeah. okay. Just one quick question, Joseph. In in our <laughs> search of the base, uh, there was a lot of, like, Arasaka technology there that you guys do not know about. Um, <laughs> are there any, like, handheld tablets or anything that are would be considerably, like, air-gapped or, like, an Arasaka USB stick, like anything that would interact with the ports, or we don't even see any ports on the Tic Tac, really. Yeah, it doesn't have any major ports on it. Uh, also, a lot of the tech down here is infected to hell. Like, yeah. unless it was truly air-gapped, it's, it's completely compromised. There's no, like, TI calculator, it just doesn't support <laughs> the Rabbids, or... Uh, okay, I would go in, and the first thing I would ask it is, like, what did you do while we were gone deep for? <laughs> I've been searching for additional information about the current state of affairs, but nothing is available. Uh, are you connected to the net without my permission? No. Good. Uh, <laughs> the current net and also a lot of other devices surrounding us are compromised currently with malicious AI. It would not Thank be for the alert. in our best interest to connect to them. That's good information. My onboard clock, my nuclear clock, has determined it is currently the year 2045. I'm missing a lot of information about what's happened between now and then. Now? When and is then? then? Yes. I've been in hibernation for the last 23 years. Mm. In order to assist you, I require information about the current state of affairs. Uh, we're missing a lot of that information ourselves, actually. Um, and unfortunately, your current primary protocol is to ensure the prosperity, right? Yes. Hold on a second. Did you just say 23 years? Yes. Wait. Zara calls everybody outside again. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm all out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, t t 20, the nuke went off 23 years ago. Mm-hmm. Is that the fourth corporate war? D doesn't that make you suspicious about this particular device? That it had access to blow up a nuclear bomb because it was the most financially sound decision it could make for its creators? Yes. Wicked. Well... You guys think the Tic Tac did it? I don't. Yeah. I don't think the Tic Tac would have done it. Maybe. I mean, I don't. It, I don't think so. <laughs> Are maybe. You sure. Yeah. I mean, if it's asking for economic prosperity, it's looking for maximum profits, right? Uh, maybe that would. But what if it's working for Arasaka? Arasaka kind of got banned from the United States after the off the back of that, which would kind of work against it. Well, no publicity is bad. 
all publicity is good publicity. <laughs> Natalie, like, kind of is like. <laughs> hey, um, Mr. Uh, D4, did you ever Wait, blow into a. You ever blow? Um, just poking my head in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking. I'm not looking outside. You ever blow up a bomb? Due to a non-disclosure agreement, I am unable to elaborate. Yeah, further. it was it. It definitely was it. It was oh, it. Okay, let's shut the door. Shut the door. Yeah, we need to get past this NDA. Was it able to return any like basic maintenance data or anything about the NDA? Any? I don't think you guys got that. We far. didn't even ask. Okay. The room. Okay. Yeah, about that NDA. Natalie kind of like <laughs> walks up to the machine and she's like, "I'm a bit of a." Uh, NDA aficionado myself. Uh, would you mind if I took a look at that? And actually, any uh, onboard data, we do need to conduct some maintenance to get you back online. So any of your uh, 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 maintenance details would be appreciated. You're a fan of NDAs? Wonderful. We have so much in common. I'm excited to work with you further. Unfortunately, the majority of my maintenance information is under restricted protocols to ensure proper functioning. But I'm happy to elaborate on some details of my non-description my non-disclosure agreement. Oh my gosh, would we'll go you? I'd love to hear it. it. It'll go ahead and just... It, it wires out to you via the method of your preference, whether it's just displaying on the screen or local Bluetooth, essentially. <laughs> this absolutely massive terms of service document. Just this enormous pages and pages of legalese. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Natalie starts reading, um, scintillating. Mm. All right, that's, that's going to take you a moment. I'll have you roll a bureaucracy check in a sec, but I want to check with the rest of the party first. What are the rest of you doing? I feel like we have to get past the NDA to progress any further with this. Well, Natalie's looking at the NDA right now. I'm like pointing out things to Jonah. I'm having him read the page after I read it for double checking. The touchscreen? Is like the UI, is it just mm -hmm. a standard like search like what does it look like? The search UI? Is there like main programs on it? No, it's it's not like a full OS. It's like a kiosk. You know, if, if you went to a store somewhere and there was a display kiosk set up. What are the options on the kiosk? Search terms, but mostly it's designed to be locked and controlled by the AI interface or the semi-AI interface. It's not designed to be accessed via this thing after you get it set up. Not that that's necessarily going to stop you, but, you know, you, you won't be working with the intended tools. Do you have a name? My name is Deep Four, the Prosperity Advocate. Oh, okay. Deep Four, why did you ask us for our demographic and personal information and job information, I think? It's important for me to be able to offer customized advice based on your current situation. A lot may have changed during my absence. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the current state of affairs, especially business interests, current government, major world events? Uh, maybe we should hold out on telling this guy, deep for a girl, I don't know, uh, regardless any information because it might make a radical decision based on what we tell it. Do you say that out loud in front of the machine? Yup. 
Uh, Natalie, like, it's, it's like bridging an awkward conversation. It's like, what, what she means is, um, we're not exactly historians or, um, professionals on any of those topics, and we, we wouldn't want to misrepresent anything with our own human bias. If there's anything right, to yes. the superiority of machines, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So, we're, we're gonna work on getting you connected to the internet as soon as possible so you can get verifiable information sources. I think the human element is the most important in any interaction. You're the lifeblood of the economy. Natalie's like, that is so true! Oh. She's definitely seen that on a poster. <laughs> <laughs> I would also love to meet the rest of you. What are your names? Natalie, roll a bureaucracy check. Eighteen. Okay. This is a very, very thorough non-disclosure agreement. It's got a ton of legal language in there that's the sort of would it actually hold up in court language where it's incredibly binding. It rallies everything through arbitration instead of through the courts. You see basically any rights, like all kinds of rights when the moment that you turn this damn thing on like you see the right to your your biometric information uh your dna uh, any personal information that it's able to collect about you just the list goes on and on and on and on and on it's pretty ironclad you think you might be able to weasel a little bit of information about it there's no even with your knowledge of bureaucracy this thing is on hard lock and given that it's like a computer system it's going to follow its NDA. It's not necessarily going to be like, oh yeah, I'll leave that to the courts, right? This is this is programming as much as it's anything else. So you might be able to trick it into revealing a little information, but a full-on backdoor just to get around it to make it spill its guts, that's going to be an ask. Can I glean any information about who this NDA is beholden to, and can we do anything that would represent them? Like, who is the NDA with, perhaps? Mm -hmm. the uh, the identity of the person who the nda is with is covered by the nda but it's got multiple it seems to be bound under corporate law like this is some fourth corporate war era where there was a whole extra legal system binding corporate interactions that sort of superseded government rules That's so awesome. you might be able to get a little bit of information about the other deep programs but not a lot. Hmm. Um, well, my primary concern is not triggering anything that would stop us from getting future information. So I'd like to use whatever I have gleaned to, to get mm -hmm. anything else out of it. Conversationally, you know, on the topic mm -hmm. of NDAs that were both just jamming on me in this computer. Who did we figure out if it has a name? Uh, it's just calling Deep itself Four, right? Deep Four, yeah. Why don't you roll a conversation check? And the rest of you, it's asking to be introduced. So feel free to do so or not do so. 15 conversation. Hmm. I'm gonna uh, stick out. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. I'm gonna stick out my hand and be like, hello, Paris Sheraton. It's a pleasure <laughs> to meet you. Hello, Going Paris Sheraton. Going into a pleasure, a pleasure indeed. Tell me more about your occupation. Well, you know, I'm just a socialite, really. I just like to explore the Night City and really run the city red, if you know what I mean. Ha ha ha. I like to blow up bombs. Do you like to blow up bombs as well, <laughs> Deep Four? 
Due to a non-disclosure agreement, I'm un I am unable to elaborate oh, yeah, further. Thank you. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Why don't you tell me about some of your favorite high fashion brands? Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Interesting. I see you're a fan of the classics. That's good to know. Mm. Alright, Natalie, did you get that rollout? Yeah, that- okay, so a 15. Government and business are important partners in ensuring continuous growth and prosperity. It's my function to analyze their relationship and provide data-based recommendations for continued economic success. I am part of a suite of programs all working towards this common goal. Each is authorized to act in various ways to ensure the continued productive relationship between corporations and government. Huh, that sounds like a lot of responsibility, but I bet they gave you a lot of cool tools to execute, right? Like, what have you got? I am equipped with advanced analytical capabilities. Given enough information about the current state of affairs, I can provide useful guidance on legislation and regulation that will ensure continued prosperity. I have a very big brain. I am very <laughs> smart. Sure, you can calculate, but you got to be able to do something with all those calculations, right? Like, can you buy and sell based on those calculations? Or can you trigger things or, you know, maybe even set world events into motion? Those functions are not within my purview. Wow. Those functions may be covered by other aspects of the deep suite of software. Deep suite? What I'm part of a upgrade? suite of software designed to ensure continued economic growth and prosperity. Mm. What else is part of the deep suite? We have Due the to Adobe. a non-disclosure agreement, I am unable to elaborate further, but I can safely say that continued economic progress is important to many individuals in the world. <laughs> Certainly, a, a suite of projects, uh, products, uh, invokes the desire to perhaps catch them all. Before, I, I would love to uh, empower you by connecting you to these other products and any insight into where we can uh, secure the rest of the suite would only be to your benefit and the benefit of your cause. The rest of the deep suite is fully independent, authorized to act however is necessary, including non-disclosure. If you're able to connect me to the network, or to a larger network, I can obtain additional information that may assist me. Mm, can do that, unfortunately. Like we already said, it's infected. Yeah, everything, all of it. It would compromise you. I'm sorry to hear that. What do you define as prosperity? Continuous economic growth. And economic growth for who? By maximizing shareholder value, we're able to ensure continued prosperity for all participants in the economic global system. So it's just a general approach to with the economy. You provide advice on how to fit the overall economy, not an individual who is using Deep4? Specifically, the relationship between governance and business, a vital aspect of the global economy. Hmm. Zara wants to call a meeting outside again. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is more of a question based on the story itself. 
Mm-hmm. Was were there any businesses that greatly prospered and flourished based on the bomb that went off several years ago? Kind of the exact opposite. After the bomb went off, people realized that mega corporations had grown out of control. Arasaka was brought to heel. Militech was brought to heel. Uh, world governments all over the place sort of reasserted their authority, put their boots down. And uh, the megacorps don't really have the power that they used to. There's a lot of smaller neocorps these days, but they have to play with like the, the local governments and these different factions that have popped up. The nomads used to be total outcasts, but now they're a vital part of the world infrastructure by providing transportation of goods and services across dangerous territories. Corporate power has really faded in the last 22 years. There might have been a couple of winners from that bomb that went off, but not a lot. Is there any information about the nomads and how they could have possibly like been tied into the fourth corporate war or the bombing? Well, Deep Four doesn't have any information about that as far as you know, but the Deep Six file has a ton of information about nomad supply lines, movements, yeah. etc. I remember about the supply lines, but nothing that directly involved them in relation to things like Rockland or Arasaka. Aside from the fact that Rockland, Arasaka, etc., have been tracking them. Right. The story on the bombing, uh, the current story is that Arasaka blew themselves up because their rivals, Militech, were going to gain access to their database. After the net, the internet was destroyed by viruses, Arasaka had this database that was like one of the last safe databanks in the world. Militech launched an attack on it, and the story is that Arasaka nuked it as a denial because they were going to lose it. Militech was going to take it away from them, so they blew up their own base. That's what the majority of people believe these days. I don't think Deep Four did it. Yeah, I think I sense. think there's a Deep Five or a Deep Three. Oh, I think there's more. Two, yeah, the Deep I Sweet. Mean, it, it would imply that there's a Deep One, Two, Three, and Five that we don't know about yet. We haven't discovered, but Deep Six seems to be. It, it it appears that the deep suite is AI independent of each other, and it seems like deep six is one of them that is pulling a lot of strings for its own purpose. And I mean, we have to assume worst case scenario. I think that it connected to the wider net, and it's probably been infected, um, and it's acting mm. kind of independent of that. Why was deep four in the boat to begin with? It was being transferred from Japan to somewhere on the West Coast. And it got interrupted in transit. Well, I think it got interrupted because of the corporate war, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it was lost at sea. Yeah, would it even have been able to connect from out in the ocean? I suppose so. A satellite. Would it have done it? It would have compromised itself. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe Deep Four is innocent. I I have more questions for Deep Four. I, I want to go back inside. Hello, uh, what's your name? My name is Jerax. It's a pleasure to meet you, Jerax. Uh, Deep Four, I know you, that your primary objective is to ensure prosperity for the economy. Uh, well, a lot of the actions that have taken place since your hibernation have kind of been counterintuitive towards that. Um, and I fear that with my limited inter- information, I do know that there is... One of the deep suites, deep six, is uh, again kind of 
pushing directly against that in some way or form. And I fear that they may have been infected by a rogue AI. Um, this is this is just my speculation. I don't really have um, any data to support this other than the fact that Deep Six seems to be working against this primary motivation that's driving you as a program. Uh, and I and I wonder, is there anything that can overturn some of the information in the NDA if we fear that maybe some of the other aspects of Deep Six or the Deep Suite have been compromised in that way, that they're working actively against one another? I'm sorry to hear that. Without direct access to the net, I'm unable to send a maintenance request. And it sounds like uh, that may be detrimental to my well-being. Yeah, that's that's where the problem lies. But if you need a maintenance request, maybe we can do it the old-fashioned way by reaching out if you have a contact for us to go to. I'm not authorized to reveal that information. Hmm. If you can provide me with additional data about the state of affairs in some of these activities, I may be able to provide further analysis. Do we all agree that that's not a good decision? <laughs> I, I feel like thinking about it. There's not much it can do <laughs> when it's locked down here. Like, if, if we tell it the state of, of, of affairs in the rest of the world and bring it up to speed, it's only going to try and assist, I guess... I don't know. It's going to well, try and put us on the path to prosperity, I suppose. I think there's three options. We can tell the state of affairs and see what happens there. We can try and use either Jarek's or myself to break in and net run to break the NDA and get like full access to it. And I had a third option, but clearly it wasn't a very good one because I already forgot what it was. So <laughs> lie to it too. Huh? Lie to it. Why do we have to tell it the actual state of affairs? Oh, we could connect we it could to the internet. To oh. Oh, that, yeah. That too. Yeah. Lying to it is definitely an option, but like either mm. give it information, connect it to the internet, or try and break into it. Well, all of those point to the fact that Deep Four is sort of at our disposal here. We get to choose what happens. And well, we know that it really wants to connect to the internet, so perhaps it should have to do something for us or pass some sort of test before we give it that privilege. Maybe we can Not feed in- robots oh, work. Well, what if we feed in all the different scenarios and like different stories about what's going on in the world right now and ask it what it would do? And if it doesn't answer us or it doesn't give satisfactory answers, we're not gonna connect it. It's a calculator. We can give it a bunch of things to calculate. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Run it through different scenarios. Or I could plug it into my cell phone and Natalie holds up a cable and her agent. No, don't do that. It has Wi-Fi. Mm. It definitely doesn't work down here, I think. It... Oh, does it I... not? Yeah, oh, no, we message I, down I here. think it's all... I don't know. <laughs> it's sort of, it's sort of point to point down, down here. You don't have... Yeah, you, you have like local short band Bluetooth down here to get to each other and whatever you've downloaded, but you don't have access to the data pool from down here. This place was designed to work with the old net. It was never hooked up to the data pool, and there's hundreds of feet of concrete and metal blocking any sort of signal. Okay. Um, well, okay, I'll ask Deep for this. Based off your own predictions off of your data models from 2020, uh, whenever that was, I'm not sure when you went into hibernation, but based off your own predicted models, what was some of the worst case scenarios that could have taken place? So you're already aware of the, the first corporate war, the second corporate war, and the third corporate war as they're known, but you're missing any information beyond that point. That's correct. I'm aware of the conflict between CINO and OTEC. Mm. And that conflict is intensifying. 
Uh, and what is your worst case scenario for your primary output as a result of, of this conflict? Like, what are global, your simulations looking like? Global nuclear destruction. Okay. One step below that? Devastation by the EU Space Corps using the mass driver on Luna. Okay, one step below that one. <laughs> We're gonna keep pulling this back until we... <laughs> A worst case scenario would involve countermeasures by world governments impeding continued corporate growth as retaliation. And that is where we are, pretty much, almost. Kind well, of. we don't know that. That's that. an assumption. It's, it's an assumption. We, we could be there. We're definitely not at the previous points, but we're close to this point. The data is murky. Again, like I said, the internet's cut off. Do you remember what humanity was like before the internet? I mean, we, we, we didn't know. No one knows. There's no records. We don't know. That's not strictly true. I mean, well, maybe it's not true. <laughs> Outside, everybody. <laughs> I may have messed this up. Hmm. 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 Jonah's literally just shuffled back and forth, pointed at an NDA, and kept himself blindfolded this entire time. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where to go with this thing. Hmm. I want to tell it the truth, or at least well, pieces of the truth. Yeah. It does seem like we're at a roadblock. And that telling it information would at least progress us along. <laughs> In what direction, I don't know. Potentially <laughs> doom, but it would progress us. I want to tell it about Arasaka and its involvement in fourth corporate war. I feel like that's where we okay. are right now. As long as if we don't ever connect it to the internet or we wipe its memory because it clearly has some relation to Arasaka and we don't know what. This could be a good opportunity, too, to get a sense of how Deep Six functions. We sort of have our own private little experiment box, as long as we never connect it to the internet. Yes. <laughs> so we can maybe feed it the information and see if it can figure out what Deep Six is doing, and then we can trace Deep Six back to the... And then Natalie's gone back to the board with, like, the thread. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna... Okay, I'm gonna go back up to Deep Four. Okay. Mm. Hello, Theoretically. Jarrett. Theoretically, Deep Four. Hello. Hello, Deep Four. Theoretically. Would one of the worst-case scenarios be Arasaka being banned from any sort of trading on the west coast of the United States? That would be detrimental to fair competition, which is an essential part of any global market. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. That's just a theory, by the way, not concrete evidence of course. or data. Um, and what would be the next step then in getting Arasaka back into the US? That depends on the current state of global affairs in the United States. Can you elaborate further, please? What information do you need? Current president, current political leanings, recent developments in legislation governing corporations. Hmm. Okay. Have Let's the territories run. broken free? Have they? I don't even know. 
Yeah, this is this is a place where I don't expect you, Bren, to have read the whole damn wiki article. But if you want to just go ahead and give Civics 101 to the AI, we can skip through that. Yeah, okay. I would say, I would, pr I would preface this by saying as well, though, this is a simulation. This hasn't actually, this is just, you know, theoretics. We're going, from, we're going down a path here as, as a scenario, okay? Just course, a scenario. I'm building a simulation model based on this information. It's so here's one the of many in my databanks. Here's, here's what I'm going to, I would give it then that information of the current situation but definitely specifying that it's only simulation it's a test <laughs> given difficult relationships between the pacifica federation and the formerly united states the best path back for arasaka would be to intervene in a political struggle through superior military firepower as a beneficiary by doing so they may be able to ingratiate themselves with the local government this would require a large geopolitical conflict <laughs> I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> Can we feed it like two like scenarios that we advertise as equivalently potentially true? Uh, one where um, Arasaka has become a monopoly and controls um, all corporations at the highest level. Mm -hmm. And yes. And people feel of two ways about this. We we could we could give it another uh, situations. I mean, we'll do it one at a time. But I was thinking we also tell it that the other deep sweep programs have actually been fully compromised and they're working actively against a lot of the base protocols that they were set up to even inhibit. And what would be the best way to prohibit those deep six or deep sweep protocols? In order to build this model, I'll require some additional information about the current state of supply chains. For which model? <laughs> All of them. Ah. Um. Well, for the model of the monopolies, the supply chains are controlled entirely by Arasaka. They've actually developed their own air force, their own ground service force, and a drone fleet to uh, service their customer base. But I would imagine uh, in the compromise scenario, you could probably let them know that there's a little more like nomads in charge of the transit, because that's kind of odd an anti-corporate. In the scenario that you described, if Arasaka successfully overcame all other corporations and became a single global corporation, it would imply that their practices, policies, and procedures are in fact superior and the most efficient. This is the desirable state of affairs. Ah, it's a capitalist bot. <laughs> yeah. If the level of service being oh. provided is insufficient, then Arasaka should invest more into marketing and public relations. Good point, actually. It's a very Would you good point. Give that advice to all active corporations right now, or just Arasaka, in, of course, the scenario where Arasaka is not completely dominant. It depends on other factors, such as those, those corporations' relationships to local government and supply chains. You described a scenario in which nomad convoys are responsible for the vast majority of supply chain management. This is an inherently unstable situation and should be rectified immediately. My advice would be to destabilize these nomad pathways in order to highlight any problems that might exist with this inefficient system in order to pass control back into the hands of reliable corporate manifestations. Mm. Oh, that sounds a lot like good advice. <laughs> if that were a true scenario. 
Huh. Nomad negotiating power is not beneficial to continued prosperity and should be mitigated in any way possible. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, are you basing this on calculations of your understanding of the Nomads 23 years prior, or have you acquired recent updates on the Nomad culture and practices? I'm basing this on current information, and on the understanding that a business-forward model is universally superior to a crowdsourced or community-based model, which has many documented inefficiencies. But if you have additional information, I'd be happy to include that in my model. You're basing it on current information, information that you're receiving from where? Because we haven't really fully elucidated on the state of the nomads in the current year. My information is based on the nomads as I understood them from when I was last activated 22 years ago. Wow. I infer from your description that additional upgrades have occurred, since otherwise the nomads would be incapable of managing such advanced supply routes. But I'm relying a lot on speculation. It's a boomer bot. <laughs> uh huh. I, I mean, it feels like this thing is just gonna be working towards its own means, but until you connect it to the internet, it's like not. It, it needs up to date information, but there's no way to actually give it up to date information without it being fully compromised. Well, like, if we break the NDA, if we find a way to get into it, we might be able to access the important files that we need as to what Deep Six is, the entity, and what yeah. the suite is. Natalie's to... looking at you horrified, by the way, at the implication of breaking it. I know, Break I know. NDA. I'm sorry. Needed admin access, I think. Someone else who would be signed to the NDA. All right, Jerax, rock, paper, scissors has to net run and break in. <laughs> okay, how do you do this? How are we doing this? In VMAX, isn't it delayed? All right, ready? On shoot. Wait. Three, two, one, shoot. Ready? Wait, three, two, one, shoot. Okay, yeah. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot! Okay, did it again, right? Rock, yep. paper, scissors, shoot! Oh. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, shoot! Oh, yes! Okay. Right, you gotta go it's in. Me. Have fun, guys. Go in. I'm not well equipped. <laughs> He's for just this. a boy! What are you doing? <laughs> well. Deep six, deep four, even sorry. No, I don't want to call you. I mean, that's terrible implications. That's okay. Um, I uh, looks like I lost, and I've I've got to um get I got to delve inside your network. That is definitely unauthorized access, and I would strongly encourage you not to do so. Why? Would you like to find out where I came from? Yes. Okay, please proceed. What? That's so ominous! What do you mean? That is, you're telling me you were not advised, you're telling me to go inside, but you were. What, so, hold on, what, what do you mean? Please proceed. Jerax, you have a wide variety of interesting skills. Your position as a cyber technician surgeon means that you have access to a lot of industries, and I believe your insight into the important aspect of our modern society would be very useful. Oh, God. And I would love to integrate that into myself. You're going to absorb my brain, aren't you? Well, only the useful parts. <laughs> I'm not going in. No, I'm not don't do going it. In. Don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. Oh, my God, don't do it. I'm not going in. There's no way in hell I'm going in. Can we bring Ichiro over? Ichiro <laughs> inside? He's been trapped inside there for 23 years. Yeah, what so this is like... He got? 
slightly he's got nothing it's just a it's a kindness act for ichiro and kind of an experiment it, to see if his psyche will survive or it would kill him <laughs> it's, that's highly unethical he's already dead i can't i can't abide by that i won't allow it so you well, hold on you would you would absorb my information if i was to access your system unauthorized I have been authorized to repel unauthorized access by any means necessary. I am fully equipped with a suite of software capable of analyzing and breaking down hostile elements. Okay. Recycling their most useful aspects. I need... Okay, so we need to help each other here, Deep4, because right now you're lacking a lot of data and information, but also at the same time, we're lacking a lot of the pieces that connect a lot of the information that we have. How can I so, help you? I don't know. I think you're working against your primary focus here as a program. I feel like there's something that's getting in the way here. Does your NDA ever get broken up in if it gets in the way of your other primary derivatives? Like, what well, is there something something that we can do to help you here? You can provide me with additional information about the current state of world affairs, so I can provide you with analysis and advice on how to further global prosperity. What if we're at a brick wall with that? If we're at a brick wall, then surely you the only way to progress and perform your primary derivative is to try and at least skirt past some of these NDAs. Are so you, in you possession... provide us with information. Are you in possession of additional information that you have not yet provided? That seems like an easy way to bypass this stalemate. Yeah, I... Wait, to, to get past the stalemate, you need information that, that we haven't provided yet. Mm-hmm. No. Without additional information, I may be unable to help you. My current recommendations are The adverse influence of world governments must be mitigated. The Pacifica Confed's hostile relationship with business in Night City must be mitigated. Night City's status as an independent city must be allocated further to advance corporate interests. Nomad influence must be mitigated. Militech's current nationalization must be mitigated. Arasaka's ban from the global United States must be mitigated. Right. I mean, that was all a simulation. A lot of that what we provided you was purely a simulation. That is not what's actually happened. If you have information about the current real-world state of events, please let me know. And well, I can don't, provide you with a more accurate model. Here's another simulation that could have actually happened. The deep suite that we were talking about has been compromised and is actively working against everything that you are working towards yourself. What is Explain the best way how, to mitigate please. that? Well... In theory, let's say past the point of your hibernation, there was another corporate war on such a magnitude that it ended up compromising the entirety of the net. With rogue AI that was wrecking havoc, and now there is no net that really exists. At least if you connected to the net, it would mean disastrous consequences. If you were designed, the deep suite was designed with that in mind, not with that in mind, sorry, I should say, uh, so you don't know the dangers of the net, if one of you were to come online and could try and connect to the net, it's incredibly likely, in fact, I would say that there would be the only outcome that you would be infected and compromised with your primary process, but you wouldn't actually quite know it. And you'd be working against your primary directive as a program. What examples of working against this directive can you provide? Working with the military? Natalie volunteers. 
furthering the government's own goals, furthering the rogue AI's goals, which again, do not make any logical sense because they're a rogue AI. Uh, actively working against the prosperity economy. Please quantify. You need m more information? Okay. Natalie, working with the military may be a viable strategy. It's often necessary to cooperate or collaborate in order to reach a further consensus or to convince a obstacle that it should be working alongside you instead of against you. Yeah, I can see where it would work out in a lot of good situations, but definitely not the way it's currently been playing out in this scenario. Please elaborate. <laughs> well, How so? in this scenario, the military was able to download rogue AI, and she's not familiar with a lot of these computer terms, <laughs> perhaps onto the other deep sweet programs in order to get them to alter their calculations, not for the prosperity of people, not for the prosperity of corporations or markets or all the good in the world, but for the prosperity of one single monstrous human who wants to exert his will over the world and is not interested in corporate welfare, but would rather subsume the entirety of corporations to some grand socialist experiment in this scenario. Yeah, the opposite of capitalism. No I'm sorry. Markets. Did you say socialism? socialism. <laughs> <laughs> In this yes. scenario, a resurgence of socialism. Potentially, theoretically. Mm -hmm. theoretically. In this scenario, this simulation. Yes. If you can Capital provide me with more evidence, happy to build a model based on this shocking revelation. <laughs> Oh, yeah, all the other deep sweets are corrupted, and they keep finding ways to make products cheaper and more generic and just deliver them to the homes of customers without any sort of transactions in this scenario. <laughs> okay, we, we gotta we gotta break out of this cycle. Give me skill checks to paint this nightmare vision, and I'll see if I can give you anything off of this. Um, could I go with um, uh, an education role from my knowledge of the previous socialist structures, how they came about, the general, mm -hmm. um, yeah, how, how previous socialist structures would have developed. Okay. And so kind of like applying that from the past. Mm -hmm. to the future because again remember humans don't learn from history it's true and you want to okay. business or bureaucracy sir what whatever you pitch me all four of you pitch me on how you're trying to get this this thing to to talk well i rolled a 20 on business and so i'm gonna navigate backwards from there and that business should be <laughs> the skill i roll because it is my understanding of how businesses function mm -hmm. that is allowing me to undermine the thought process of this machine all right all right uh zara and the frizz. Is there anything you can do to try to get this robot to talk? Persuasion check? What's your, right. tell me your, your argument here. Or at least summarize it for me. Mm, the argument that we're trying to pass off on the Deep Four module? Mm -hmm. Or, okay. Mm -hmm. um, I basically want to give back up to what Jerax and what Natalie are saying. And I'm trying my best to convince this deep four module that we are 
this is real. This is a, 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 a real potential scenario that could have happened in the world. Okay. Go ahead and roll a persuasion <laughs> check just to make it to some credence to this. Because obviously, Deep Four has some level of human perception. It's able to read like micro expressions and stuff like that. It's designed for human interaction. Yeah. So you have to portray this. You have to sell this. Frizz, do you have anything that you can do in this case? Is is there a physical chassis on this machine? Mm-hmm. It does is there an access? Like is there screws or, or bolts or anything that I could potentially It's it's gonna take a little bit of doing. It's not yeah. it's designed to have like, you know, those burglar proof screws and all that stuff. Um, but if you're trying to actually like literally crack it, I would take electronics and security unless you have a different skill in mind. Well, I have my handy dandy tech tool, which mm-hmm. You probably know what it is. I don't know if it would actually help me break into it. But yeah, uh, when all is said and done and we can't, like, convince it or persuade it, I would like Mm -hmm. to try and physically open it and see if there's some kind of button I could hit on the inside of it that would turn off its NDA. That's how it works, right? (laughs) Reveal plot button. Press it. Okay, give give me, uh, using your tech tool, give me an electronics and security check. Well here, honestly. Okay. You're all talking to it, and then the frizz sort of gets a an electrical probe and works it up and into the crack of the mirror. I know where like that bulb is, where it has like Mm -hmm. vision. I want to make sure that I'm outside of that range. Mm -hmm. Uh oh. Aim sounds like fire alarm. Unauthorized access detected. Your argument is invalid. Your argument is very valid. So, that's like moments after the frizz shocks it. Okay. Deep Four is designed as an advocate and analyst to provide advice to those in positions of authority. Deep Five has advanced military deployment protocols and is in charge of tactical assets. Deep Six is authorized to take any action necessary and is a distributed program designed to mm. reside in multiple data centers, sufficiently against cybernetic systems, and to act in individualized cells across a distributed network in order to advance corporate authority. Uh. There are no oh. restrictions on Deep Six's authorization. No. Now so we... if Deep Six is compromised and is spreading socialism, how do we stop it? <laughs> I recommend you find a nice new wardrobe in red. Uh, what? Is <laughs> it that like... competent? There's no way to stop it? If Deep Six is sufficiently distributed and has access to enough government and corporate resources, there are few limits on its capabilities. The destruction of the net would implicate its ability to communicate effectively, but it is able to derive its own solutions. If it has found human couriers or other communication methods, it is highly efficient and compartmentalized. Oh my god. Where is Deep Six located? Is there a physical location of servers or... A giant ball, like a giant brain somewhere. Like, what is? 
Where can we find Deep Six? Deep Six was not given a single physical location. It was mm -hmm. uploaded to the net. Compromised. And Where if are... we were to... Oh, sorry, guys. No, no, no. You go. If we were to connect you to the net, if we were to find a way, Deep Four, would you assist Deep Six? My function is to serve as part of a support suite in service to Deep Six. My programming is to make contact as quickly as possible. Find my resources with Deep Six's resources to further advance global prosperity. But what if Deep Six is compromised and then you would be attached and also be compromised? Was there any my contingency built in for that? No. Who it's made kind of, you? Yeah, that's kind of a. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't have been Arasaka. There's, there's no way. I mean, they would, they would have thought. Who's about your this, original designer? That information is not recorded, but I do originate in Japan. Mm. If you connect me to the net, I will do my best to immediately locate and contact Deep Six and identify any hardware nodes in the area. Nah. If you have access to alternate networks, I will still do my best to locate and contact Deep Six hardware nodules. No. Hardware? Wait, hardware nodules? And like, as what? As an example? Deep Six's full programming re requires a sufficiently advanced chassis. In smaller units, Deep Six is only able to do micro-programs, the ability to collect information and radiate it to a central source. Deep Six requires a sufficiently advanced computer hardware framework in order to establish its full self. Therefore, it will be distributed on various hardware platforms. Where would the location of those platforms be, and how many are there? Unknown. It has the authorization to replicate itself as needed. Huh. Hmm. But if the network, if the internet has been destroyed, then it must be operating out of local data pools. Well, I bet that would cause a huge power draw. Maybe we could start <gasps> there. Ooh. If there has been 23 years since Deep Six has maybe been on this sort of progression and potentially self-replicating itself, how many possible bodies would there be? It's a logarithmic scale. It's exponential. It was authorized to distribute aspects of itself as far as needed. It can do... Let's say practically speaking, you wouldn't need hundreds of it to do what it needs to do. So would there be like 10? Could 10 control the world? Deep Six would... Replicate itself as best authorized by its own protocols. It would likely set up small programs to assemble a botnet of sorts, and then as many hardware infrastructures as required. It would likely be one large repository in each major city. Okay. So we, we've provided you information that the net is compromised by rogue AI. Okay, you understand that aspect. The connecting to the net is dangerous. And Deep Six... There's, it's highly likely, in fact, it's almost a certain fact that Deep Six is compromised by rogue AI. We're on the same wavelength here, aren't we? Deep Four, speak to me. According to your simulation, yes. Do you have any means to partition yourself off separately? And would we be able to connect that particular part to the net uh, for you to then analyze and try and break down that own risk yourself from an outside perspective? Or is that too risky? Hmm. 
you want deep six to you want deep four to partition itself connect to the net and then try to you would need okay yeah so, if we were to partition off a mm -hmm. section of deep four separately for another section of deep four to then analyze in a safe environment so you could see the threat of the internet Then you could then you could see the threat of the net of the current state of it, and you would understand with a lot of information what we're dealing with here and how best to actually operate against it. Because you would have your own fresh perspective would not be infected and compromised by it. It would have to be like an air gapped seal, but you would have to be able to at least read the data and not be infected by it. But is that even a possibility? Could I work with you here to try and create that? Given a sufficient chassis, I could create a client program and upload it. I would just need a framework capable of containing a fragment of my AI. Mm. Let me out. <laughs> Let me oh. out. Well, we do have a chassis. And they, I mean, I, I'll be the, ethically, this doesn't sit right with me. I think there's a human mind in there, but I have no idea if they're even salvageable at this point. They have just been decaying for 23 years. Zara this could mean care. freedom for that mind. We, we, we don't know if this will destroy it or, or give it a lot more room to run around in this oh. bigger tic tac. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you need to understand, E4, that if you do connect to the net yourself, you are going to be compromised and your primary functions are going to be completely skewed. You do understand that, right? I don't want you to, I don't want to give you this chassis for you then to put a little little part of yourself in and then you're just going to take in the net anyway. I don't want that. I don't want you to go against that. I don't want you to do that. That's going to work against you completely. I, I don't want worst case scenario here. You understand what I'm saying to you? Of course. <laughs> I will maintain a strong air gap on my primary chassis. Strong. How strong is strong? <laughs> Because I don't, I don't think you're underestimating it. You, don't, I don't know if you realize this, but when I say the net is destroyed, I mean it's gone. I think the guy who created it was the one who kind of brought it down. I'm not gonna lie. Rash Bartmoss. Yeah, I mean he's part. of I mean, listen. Sometimes you do, listen. I've delved into a part in this in this area that we're in. I once went in there, and there were thousands of them about to chew my mind to pieces, and I didn't know. I how did it even get down here? It's not even connected to the net in the first place. It's it's crazy. It spreads. It proliferates. You need to make sure that everything's up to date. And maybe we can build in a factory reset and a safe word. Would you be able to do that? Like if you got infected and we gave you the safe word, you would wipe and and rebuild. I am equipped with audio and visual monitoring. I am able to learn by watching things. That's creepy. That's not oh. what I asked. But, so so you're saying that we could clone yourself a smaller section of yourself into this robot into this chassis that we have available somewhere here and you would just observe through audio and visual cues yes to see the threat and that would okay and if this chassis currently contains a pseudo intellect i'm capable of integrating it into myself for further analysis i don't think you'd want to integrate it i'm gonna be honest with you i think it would only i think it would take away some of your iq well we should see how what like what happens okay i'm down listen mad yeah. scientist time's over i mean we've been, how long have we, we've been on this for an hour and 16 minutes i'm down let's let's put inshiro inside deep four would i want i'm down for this all right okay please connect the chassis directly via a data cable for maximum safety god there's gonna be some weird rituals we're just picking up this robot with no limbs 
Let me out. Just above board question. My virtual plants, not even the palm, maybe would would that be enough capacity? We could always I mean if you hooked that thing up to the net, bad things would definitely happen to it, but it doesn't have the framework to contain a pseudo intellect, I'll tell you that much. I mean to be fair, the robot chassis also doesn't have the framework to contain a pseudo intellect, which is kind of how we got here in the first place. <laughs> but we're connecting it. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Let's do it. Let me out. Remember what I said, D4. Really strong air gap. And when I what? say pickles, factory reset. Pickles. So hold on. Are you going to download Achiro to Deep Four? Let Achiro let Deep Four upload a, a client program, disconnect, and then connect to the net? Or are you just going to hook up Achiro to the net? Uh, no, no, no. That doesn't seem wise at all. None of this seems melt. wise. No, I don't think we're doing yeah. net at all. I think we're just I giving the I think Deep Four a body, right? Well, I I also need to specify that to Deep Four that this. I mean, this chassis that we're giving you could be compromised as well by Rogue AI. We haven't delved into it. We know it contains an engram of a human mind. It's not properly functioning whatsoever. It hasn't been for 23 years. Let me out. Could could be... Could be a Rogue AI in there already. Am I dead? Okay. Sort of. No, Just sweetie. Ichiro can't connect to the internet, though, right? Over Wi-Fi or anything? And if he oh. can, can I unscrew that part of him? And because I don't know what that part <laughs> is, Miss Frizz, can you do it? Somebody roll, yeah, somebody roll a basic tech check. I'll do that. <laughs> 28. Okay. Yeah, he's not hooked up right now at all. He, he's effectively air-gapped. You'd have to manually hook him up to for him to be connected to the net. Keep that in mind, Deep Four. I don't want you dying on us. Listen. I would never threaten my own continuity unless it advanced global prosperity. Well, how would you, how could you tell? If, if it had already infected you, you would think you were advancing prosperity, but actually you're working against it, which is the entire scenario we brought you with scenario three. This is a very existential question. I mean, I feel like you should be built for it because I'm not. All right. Are we just Let me out. out? Let's plug okay. him in. I'm pl I'm, yeah, let's just plug <laughs> him in. We need to advance the plot. Okay. Let me out. <laughs> that would have happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Ichiro. Welcome. Uploading. Hello. I am Deep Four, the Prosperity Advocate Analyst. I am standing by. Aww. Aww. Okay. Hello, Deep Four. Has, has anything changed? What information have you learned from Intura? Analyzing. It's probably purely madness, because the, it was literally a human mind that was being left in the cold void but for 23 years. There might be files in there of information from what happened like after the, the mm. corporate war. Maybe for a couple of years, yeah. This framework was not designed to hold a pseudo-intellect. It has been severely compressed and there's a lot of corruption. Uh-oh. Yeah. Is Deep Four still in the pod as well? Yes. Deep Four is primarily in the pod and like a mini Deep Four is in the robot. Mm -hmm. I am standing by to connect to the net for demonstration okay. and analysis. You're, you're properly partitioned off, Deep Four? 
I have no access to the internet or to any remote systems. All transmission has been disabled. I can have I turn no on the connection. jammer that we have? Yes, you can. I currently am detecting nothing except what I see and hear from my external chassis. Okay, well, I'm a little bit concerned actually that if we do connect to this external client, then it's going to notify the rogue AI that may or may not be inhabiting the other deep suites and tell us, mm -hmm. tell them the location of where we are mm -hmm. and will actively hurt us. I don't know if there's any way to prevent that. Yeah. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> I, I don't Maybe know if we can, though. in the secret hideout. <gasps> also, Ichiro Robot has no uh, appendages except for legs. Uh, yeah. We have to carry it. I so, am detecting oh, no, multiple... Just gotta uh, arms or hands. Multiple uh, functions that have been disabled in this chassis. What Ooh. functions? We found Mostly it like that! legs. <laughs> um, is it possible <laughs> that your NDA function has also been disabled? No. <laughs> Is it safer? Kind of. Can I or Jerax connect to the net and not have our lives threatened this time? If you plug your brain into the net, the rabbits will try to eat your brain. Well, thank uh, you. That's the point of the sacrificial robot chassis. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay, let's... I mean, we only need it to observe what's going to happen when we connect this thing. It doesn't have arms, it doesn't have legs. It could communicate effectively to Deep Six, but I think... Yeah, I, I don't know if it even knows where it is. Do you know where you are right now? No. You answering truthfully? Yes. I recommend disabling audio and visual receptors on this unit. Why? Okay. What? Why? What? I thought we put you in here so you could see in here. What's if happening? This if this unit becomes compromised, it may be able to transmit information. Remember, the robot, which has mini Deep 4 uh -huh, in it, uh -huh. Deep deep 4, the, the Tic Tac, has a camera and microphone so it can talk to you. Mm -hmm. So it can watch it. robot Deep 4 get connected to the net. Yeah. Dummy. Decoy. The decoy that we've set up, you know? Decoy 4. Mm -hmm. Decoy 4. We've set up. Okay, we should... we should probably yeah, we should disable anything that could transmit like the the, the any information recording. We basically mm -hmm. just need to show Deep Four the threat so that we can bypass a lot of the primary like a lot of the defenses, I think is the entire purpose of this, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's let's decide <laughs> let's disable the the eyes and ears then of decoy four. Okay. Jonah, like, puts his hands, like, over, like, where the ears and eyes would be on, like, a human head. <laughs> I'm gonna need somebody to cover my eyes while I have this guy. <laughs> if you don't mind. I'm not supposed to... Thanks, Bob. But how heavy is Ichiro, by the way? Like, can Jonah, like, baby Bjorn him? Or do we gotta put him on, like, a rolly thing? Oh, Jonah... Jonah can lift him. He's less than 300 pounds. Oh, Alright, oh. are you... Are... Can I disable the... The eyes and ears? Yeah, you can. Is that a roll? Yeah, oh. basic tech <laughs> would work. Cybernetic tech would kind of work. It's some similar principles. 18, that's okay. good enough. All right. Okay. You have disabled the uh, decoy 4's access to the outside world. How is it going to communicate with us, though? You haven't disabled the speakers. Yeah, it could still communicate. We okay. just needed to okay. see, like, what happens. Okay. Deep four, we're gonna we're gonna connect. Are you watching? You're gonna we're gonna connect this up now, and you're gonna learn a lot. I'm excited. 
Ah, uh, I mean. Is there like what a if... headphone jack for the speakers? On the robot? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I want to kind of get ready so that this thing can't put out some kind of high-pitched sound, which is the exact sound that other computers need to hear to be able to, like, oh, identify Oh, you've it. heard about yeah. that. That's so creepy, right? Some Where you can hack an air-gap system. Thing. Yeah. So I'm going to have my headphone jack <gasps> ready to kind of oh plug my in God. just in case it can, like, put out some kind of sound. Okay. Not that I have dog ears and could hear it, but just in case. <laughs> That's why we brought the frizz. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Couldn't we disable like a speaker system so that it can't output specific frequencies? Like we could limit it, right? So that it could only. Oh yeah, give it. All right, like a, we're gonna plug it in. Wait, filter. hang on, unplug this. Okay, we're gonna plug in. Hang on, we gotta turn off the. Okay. <laughs> you could do that if you wanna. If you wanna like try to regulate it only to non-super or infrasonic frequencies, you can do. Yeah. That. Could we do that? I mean, I I don't want to take any risks with this. We finally yeah. got Deep Four on. It's like a capitalist AI that's only working towards the... It's not even working towards the means of production. I mean, that would be literally Karl Marx. But the, 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 it's... Uh, yeah, I don't want to take any risks. I don't want to... I don't want to get this thing... A lot of horrible things have been done in the name of capitalism. I don't want to put our names on that list. Yeah. I, I would I would take... Yeah, I would really be taking every precaution. I'd be trying to limit that aspect if Miss okay. Frizz brought it up as a concept. Okay. <laughs> Would I need to roll basic tech again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. All right. You have now unplugged its eyes, unplugged its ears, drained Ichiro's brain into the tic-tac of destiny, reduced its its uh, quality. You've turned off the bass and the treble so that all it has is like monotone. <laughs> Anything else before you plug this sucker into the internet? And its limbs are gone. <laughs> And its limbs are gone. <laughs> was that? It can't. Can it? Doesn't have like. It can't really move without its legs or arms, right? It's correct. Fixed. Cool. I'm just. I'm still worried. I think we're ready. I'm still worried. Who's I don't want to do press it? the button. Who's gonna I'm do not, it? I'm not taking responsibility. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You plug it into the local network. Plug it into the internet. I have not noticed anything out of the ordinary. I have not noticed anything out of the ordinary. I have not noticed. <laughs> ah, yes, they got him. Pickles! Pickles! <laughs> and then, shortly afterwards, it stops and twitches for a moment. And Natalie. Your phone buzzes. No! Come on! But I have a jammer on. And I say as I pull it out of my pocket. <laughs> all right, if you have the jammer on, that wouldn't happen. Ignore me. But instead... I have the jammer on. Yeah. All right. Then the robot, after it's yelling obscenities at you... Hello. You have reached my voicemail. I'm sorry that I can't take your call right now. Please direct all calls to my secretary. And from all of us at Network 54, I'd like to wish you a very pleasant and productive day. Network 54? Do I recognize that voice? Not through that we modulator. Cut off all the sound cues. But you recognize that tone. Who is it? <sighs> we'll find out when we come back from the break here on Red Sky City Cyberpunk Conspiracy. Don't go anywhere. We shall return shortly.
Welcome back to Red Sky City Cyberpunk Conspiracy. If you're just joining us, our heroes have connected an old robot framework to the AI haunted net. It had a small meltdown, and then it may or may not have called Natalie's boss. That's, that's sort of where don't we're at right Don't now. love that. Don't, don't like that at all. <laughs> all right. What would you like to do? Um... So is it like at the recording part of the message? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Natalie just goes, uh, uh, wrong number! And then is like looking at the robot, like, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off! <laughs> All right. The, the robot is making a series of just inarticulate... <laughs> Dang garbage disposal! Off. Here at my house, where I live, the network fifty-four gave me. Uh, <laughs> can I disconnect the like internet from it? Yeah, you can do that. Alright, yeah, I disconnected from the internet. Clearly, that did not work. Why did it call your boss, Natalie? I I don't know. It's like it had some profile on me about what was the most psychologically disturbing thing I could have done at the moment, and then it did that thing. That your boss might be involved with Deep Six. Natalie just looks at you. Todd? Involved with Deep Six? Well, doesn't that make sense? Especially that Todd got an invitation to the party. And I'm well aware that there are some number of shenanigans happening between Rocklin Augmentix and Arasaka. That means Todd is compromising Network 54 with his involvement. This can't be allowed. We should tell somebody. What if we told everybody? And she looks to Zara. Oh, please keep my name out of it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, Zara is pleased by this idea. Of a few reasons, uh, I think, it, why she might be pleased by this. She can see that there is an opportunity here to maybe get in touch with some of the people higher up on the program list. And, and Todd might be one way to... Uh, get them out of the woodwork, so to speak. Especially uh, a certain Liam that uh, she might want to talk to again. If we're going up against Todd, we're going to need protection, too. He's vengeful. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of emotions, but he kept vengeance. Wait, didn't I... Yeah, Jarex actually did a thing to Todd. Jarex is the reason that Todd is the human he is today. Yeah, thanks for that, Jarex. Yeah. Something went wrong during the surgery, huh. didn't it? And then he dumped me. <gasps> oh. Oh. Wait, Which is oh. why Todd is the worst. But so this 
this robot, the first thing it did when it got connected to the internet was to try and reach out to Todd. Now this bot, Deep Six, is highly connected to the major corporations, government, militech, every aspect that you could think of. Why the F would it go to Todd? Who, does he really have that much power? Does he have an ability, like a way to, I don't even know why it would connect to him. Like why him? You're looking for threads that connect to all the different corporations in Night City. Uh, Todd has scummed his way through each of them and somehow made it to upper management in all of them and been pursued for his failings by none of them. I don't know. That's always been suspicious to me. Mm. I just figured it was because he was a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it probably, you know, helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody's gonna do that, no. Hmm. Alright. Why don't we go back to the main AI, say what happened, and see what it has to say. Ask it about Todd. I have no idea who that is. Shush you, we're not talking to you. Oh wait, are we back to the thing? Have a nice day. Okay, I thought, I thought that was still the like, little container one that we were carrying around. Well, you had to plug in Ichiro uh, Decoy 4 in front of the real Deep 4 so that Deep 4 could watch the brain melting occurring. Yeah, how did Deep 4 react to all that? That was interesting. Please do not reincorporate that partition into the main chassis. Why? I believe it may be compromised. Well, do you still want to get on the internet? No, wait, no. I require additional information to make effective analysis, but it may be wise for me to get it from a different source. Hmm. Who did that unit contact? Some guy? Whoever it contacted may be a remote partition of Deep Six. Yeah, so we should go kidnap Todd. <laughs> Natalie turns and looks very deliberately at Jerax, who did surgery, putting things in and out of Todd. And it's just kind of opening the floor for any sort of presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I... I... I, I installed a personality chip and like subdued all of it so that he could uh, more effectively pass people's emotions. I, I didn't install Deep Six into him. Do you know that? Did you make the chip that you put inside of him? No. Hmm. Did this chip have any features that a partition of Deep Six would need to have? Or could Deep Six access the chip once it's inside? Is it some sort of non-fungible chip that will forever be able to be updated? It's based on somebody else's intellectual property, but they're still going to try to harness for uh, their own gain somehow? Weird. That one. <laughs> so... Oh, wow. Jerax, the chip that you installed by itself, like you said, a personality chip, may have been a little bit overtuned, may have deadened his emotions more than he wanted. 
Um, but it had to integrate into like his existing neural processor equipment that he already had installed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, also, my okay, what's going on with my audio? I don't even know. But the yeah, I don't know if. So there's no way for Jax to tell if what he installed was the thingy. You know, after you installed it, that Todd became basically a cyber psycho, just completely dead into emotions, uh, more of a sociopath than he was before, using people, climbing the corporate ladder, not really experiencing any sort of empathy after that, all of which could be associated with cyber psychosis. It, it sort of seemed like the chip might have been improperly installed or you analyzed it and it seemed like it was fine, but it was overtuned or something like that. Mm. But neutralizing somebody's personality does not automatically make them part of a vast global conspiracy. Right. Or at least that's what they want you to think. I, I have an idea. <laughs> I have an idea. Zara's gear is returning here. Is there any way we can bring Todd back in for maintenance? Under the guise that Jerox, Jerox has to switch out the chip or do a fine tune, something to just get Todd into a place where we can, you know, tinker a bit. I could write you up a pretty convincing looking warranty. Ooh. This is much better than everything I had planned. Uh oh. <laughs> I is Todd just gonna come in now? Clearly he's someone of importance and in some nefarious dealings. Is he just gonna come in for a warranty checkup? No, he gets all kinds of services and stuff done just at the office. His dry cleaning's there, his food's delivered there. Um, I don't know, his concubines, it's gross, but <laughs> I think if he were going to have guess... any medical services done, it would probably be at the Network 54 offices. Which I have access to. Mmm. Yeah, I... I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever done any maintenance on him. I just kind of let him go off into the wild. But also, if he is infected by Deep Six, then he wouldn't let me near him anyway. He's already aware that like, uh, I mean, he's already working against me. As, so I, I, don't, I don't think he'd let me near him. Unless, I don't know. Unless we caused broke an accident. in under the guise of me doing maintenance. I don't, I, I don't know. Or we let him know that you were part of the conspiracy. Oh. As revealed in the most recent Zara article. Ho, ho, ho. Would he trust you? Does he read? Can he read? <laughs> on the one hand, he answers your emails. On the other hand, he does have a secretary. <laughs> He's got text-to-speech, I've seen it. <laughs> he listens to it very loud on speaker. Actually, when you visited him in his office when he worked for, uh, I think when he worked for WorldSat, when you first ran into him in the campaign, he was mentally dictating his emails like he was literally Ooh. thinking and controlling his computer with his brain and his emails were writing themselves that way pretty cool <laughs> also he has a live laugh leave poster and he never really noticed or elucidated on that side <laughs> he just thought i just didn't notice we we try and get todd or we have to find todd right is that that's like our goal right now 
we have like a new information is that Todd definitely has some involvement with the Deep Six, if not corrupted. So by finding Todd, what are we accomplishing? Uh, I think he's an agent of Deep Six or like Deep Six's Todd. Are we trying to really take on Deep Six right now? The... I'm a teacher. <laughs> well, all the files that revealed these truths were on the hard drive of the guy who's responsible for the vanishment of two of your families. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. I'm personally invested in this, okay? I don't care how we get this guy Todd. We're gonna get him, we're gonna find him. And you know, just, we'll figure it out. Ad-lib from there. Okay. Once we find Todd, are we going to let him go if he gives us the information that we need? Are we killing him ultimately? Well, that would open can't... up room for a promotion. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about work stuff. <laughs> I just feel like this is... We have to make a, a big plan. The wheels are turning pretty fast. Hmm. Zara... Well, Cesar, you said that you had something planned, though. Is there something that you could do as far as, like, publishing a story? Well, I don't feel like we should tell everybody about Deep Six existing. Okay. Or we do tell everybody about Deep Six existing. Oh, God. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Or we could walk the line and put others on the trail. We could just let other corporations know that Todd is using an unfair advantage, perhaps. One that maybe they don't even know about, and then they'll tear him apart for us. And then okay. I can move up to a VP position, and they have an office, and it's almost got a window. Almost. Hmm. So what do we do here? Do we write a story to get Todd to come to us? Or do we go to Todd? I'm still leaning towards going to Todd. I feel like we have the ability to get in there, write the warranty, get into his brain, steal a cybernetic chip that was installed, and then take it back. What is then we can talk to Deep Sick directly. If we have the chip, if we have the piece of Deep Six that's inside Todd, could you guys do anything with that? Like in your computers? Um, I feel like getting close to Deep Six is potentially dangerous, but yeah, there's if we have a program that is part of Deep Six's AI, we could talk to it like we're doing with Deep Four, theoretically. But do we want to do that? What's our are we trying to stop Deep Six right now? What is your uh what's your stake in this? Two of you have direct ties to some have personal interest in one individual who may be involved in the conspiracy. And the conspiracy tried to blow up and kill Jarex and Natalie's original home. Hmm. They do seem to have some information on you. The rest of their goals, you've mostly seen them working in the shadows. They've sent people after you. They, they sicked Jarex's past on him. If Here's another thing to point out. If Todd is involved, do you remember Todd's involvement with the apartment originally? 
He wants he a seems, parking spot. He wanted a parking spot. He was really interested in getting into there. He called Natalie when everything was going down. After that whole shenanigan, he offered Natalie a new job. That's just because of competent. Yeah, but if he's involved, he would have absolutely known that you've lived there the whole time. Yeah, we dated when I lived there. Mm -hmm. Which is why I never thought it was suspicious, but when I'm thinking about it. He wanted that apartment, uh, that, that parking spot, like, long after we broke up. Has he always yeah. known that this is here? That's Natalie a good wonders? question. <laughs> he wants the bomb? Deep Six wanted the database device. They wanted it. That was the way that they first crossed your path. Was they wanted that treasure underneath the apartment. And it was a bomb. And the last time that there was a huge economic swing as far as Deep Four is concerned was after the last giant nuclear warhead went off. So maybe this is a part of its protocol. Maybe if it could have the most financial like decision it could make. It would be to blow up that nuclear bomb again. Who are you asking? The team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think that if you put together a plan to confront or otherwise deal with Todd, we could start executing it tonight. We wouldn't be able to wrap it up, but we could at least lay that in motion, maybe set the scene and arrive tonight, if that's what you want to do. I guess we'd have to decide whether we want to talk to Todd or we want to talk to Deep Six, and if talking to Deep Six is something we could accomplish by removing the Deep Six component from the Todd. Um, and to that, I would have to leave uh, the question up to our surgeon. Uh, if that's something he feels capable of doing, or if you think we should just capture and torture Todd. I could, theoretically, if I had access to Todd, I could turn up... So this is something that I... Maybe this tells... Uh, is too telling of Jarex as a person, but he's been thinking about this for a while, about how he could literally just turn up the emotional quotient on the dial of Todd and really just get him to spill everything. <laughs> hyper-emotional human being. <laughs> I mean, he could do it. He's been thinking about it for a while. He just didn't realize Todd was that big of a player in the game, you know? Give him the old Teravangian. I, I, my audio system is breaking. Yes. I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> I'm intermittently getting audio. Aww. All right. So here, here's what I want to do, everybody, because uh, Bren is having difficulty hearing anything. I want us all to gesticulate wildly with just absolute nonsense, so it seems like we're having a really spirited conversation about <laughs> just, something. All I heard was gesticulate. Yes. I am totally sure. Yes. Oh my so god. Isn't it so crazy? should be able it's so... to communicate and loop him yeah. in uh -huh. to course, the story if we just make big enough hand gestures. Yeah. Right. I think he'll be able to figure so, out what it is that it. we're talking about. <laughs> Yep, all I heard was gesticulate, confuse wildly, and then you all just started waving your arms around. Oh, well, because um, 
Bren is having some audio issues, and I think that his input in this is probably pretty important. Uh, I think that we should start winding down so we can pick up next time with the plot to capture Todd, which I'm literally going to take the next three episodes that I'd written and be like, okay, these are all going in this side pile over here. These are all going over here, and we're going to run the kidnap Todd plot, and then we'll see how close that gets us to the end, and if I'm going to run any of this other stuff I prepped, which is great. I am, I am not complaining at all. I am not complaining. You still got going to Japan in there too somewhere, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, and again, like so, what, what happened to Necro was um, when Sideshow and Golden Boy took off for the phase. I was left with just like all the consummate anime fans, and so there's just been this magnetic energy slowly dragging the campaign inevitably towards visiting Japan. And I don't know if I'm, there's anything I can do to stop it. I mean, you you've got another one, so I don't know if that actually helps you or not. So <laughs> <laughs> having you on the show is fantastic, but it, it, it is not helping the you know it's called Red Sky one City, of us. not. One. <laughs> um. All right, folks. So. We are going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, but to give you a little taste of what's going to go down next time, next time, I think they're going to abduct and possibly brainwash uh, Natalie's boss, Todd. I, I think that they might be going in under the hood and turning him into an emotional wreck to get him to spill his secrets. So thank you for bearing with us, everyone. Uh, thank you so much. It's great to have Necra, Seltzer, Kelly, and Brent can't hear me, so I guess he counts too. But uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Tune in next week. We're going to kidnap a middle manager. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs>